4.5 W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. A gauge of inflation that's watched by the Fed remained elevated in October, although it did ease just a bit. The Commerce Department reports that prices rose 6% in October from one year earlier. The Senate, the next stop for legislation to head off a looming freight rail strike. The House passed a bill imposing a settlement on both sides. President Biden is applauding the congressional action. Under the bill, rail companies and workers will be bound to a compromised labor agreement. But that deal does not include paid sick leave, which was a major sticking point in the contract talks. The president's statement of support for the congressional intervention makes no mention of paid sick leave. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. China's communist rulers appear to be easing at least some of the most stringent aspects of their zero-tolerance COVID policy. The BBC's Celia Hatton says lockdowns and other repressive measures have unleashed unprecedented nationwide protests. China's vice premier, Sun Chunlan, has a woman to watch if one is seeking to predict the government's COVID plans. When she's arrived to inspect a Chinese city's response to the virus, mass lockdowns have often followed. She's now sounding optimistic, announcing that China is facing a new situation as the Omicron variant weakens. The government appears to be relaxing some of the most hated COVID rules in some places that have seen protests. They are rolling out the red carpet at the White House. As French President Macron arrives for a state visit hosted by President Biden. On Wall Street this hour, stocks are mixed. Right now, the Dow is down about 18 points, while the NASDAQ Composite Index trading 68 points higher, and the S&P 500 Index is up 19 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Uh, Nick, what are you doing? Well, Adam, Thanksgiving is over, so it's officially time for the holidays. And it's time for our Legacy Box Cyber Monday sale, which means you can save up to 65% when you digitize your home movies and pictures. What an incredible reason to join the millions of people who've entrusted Legacy Box to safeguard their recorded memories. Plus, Legacy Box is the best gift for you or a family member. It's what Better Homes and Gardens called the most sentimental gift to make this holiday season special. And what Reader's Digest called a genius product. That's because Legacy Box is simple and safe. Just fill and send, and you'll get your new digital copies of your treasured tapes, film reels, and photos. So turn on the Christmas music and make sure to visit LegacyBox.com and shop our Cyber Monday sale to take an unreal 65% off. Our Cyber Monday sale is going on now at LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's LegacyBox.com to take 65% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Hong Kong's high court approving a prosecutor's request to postpone the high-profile sedition trial of media tycoon Jimmy Lai. The move comes as Lai tries to hire a British defense attorney. BBC's Martin Yip in Hong Kong. Hong Kong's leader John Lee asks the National People's Congress Standing Committee to interpret the national security law. The court of final appeal turned down the prosecutor's request on Monday. The Beijing proclaimed law does not say if foreign lawyers should be banned from working on such cases. Mr. Lee hopes the Chinese parliament will make it clear what to do. Jimmy Lai's defense team says Hong Kong's officials have withheld Mr. Owen's application to extend his work visa. 
A Taliban official says at least 10 students have died in a bomb explosion targeting a religious school in northern Afghanistan. News and analysis, townhall.com. A shock to the system today with sub-freezing wind chills, and then we're going to be seeing another system over the weekend. So for this morning, we're going to see a few flurries from time to time, mostly sunny as we get into the afternoon hours with some gusty winds. That wind will make it feel like it's in the 20s to low 30s, but actual high temperatures in the 40s. For Friday, we start off at very cold with a lot of frost out there, 26 degrees. Afternoon highs in the middle and upper 40s, mostly sunny with calmer wind. As we look ahead towards Saturday, it looks like rain could be arriving earlier now during the morning hours moving in and chances will linger as we get into the afternoon as well. High temperatures in the 50s turning cooler but sunny by Sunday. That's your latest early warning forecast. I'm meteorologist Jill Gilardi from Channel 3 Eyewitness News. 36 in Norwich, 40 in New London. Good morning, I'm Marty Hausberger. A Glastonbury man accused of killing another man in Preston was ready for trial but at the last minute decided to plead 28-year-old Francis Gianelli opted to plead no contest to manslaughter in the shooting death in 2019 of 35-year-old Robert Thompson. Gianelli will do 18 years in prison instead of a possible 60 if he'd been found guilty of murder. Gianelli and Thompson apparently had some kind of run-in at Mohegan Sun earlier, and he shot Thompson at the intersection of Routes 12 and 2A. A local bookstore in Westerly's decided to unionize booksellers and baristas at the downtown Savoy Bookshop and Cafe have joined the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 328. They represent like 11,000 workers in multiple industries. Now, the same company which owns Savoy operates two stores here in southeastern Connecticut. Bank Square Books in Mystic and Title IX in New London. Connecticut's bottle bill is expanding to more beverages. For decades, there has been a deposit on soda and beer cans. Well, beginning January 1st, customers will begin paying a five-cent deposit for containers of hard cider, uh, plant water or plant-infused drinks, juice drinks, teas, coffee, sports and energy drinks. Proponents say the goal is that people will turn their bottles in to get their deposit. Native American studies will be added to the K-12 through curriculum at public schools in Connecticut. This comes as a result of a new partnership between the State Department of Education and tribal leaders. State education officials say the goal is to make students more aware of the contributions of national and local tribes. Mostly sunny, windy today, 44, but the wind chill is going to make it feel more like the mid and upper to mid-30s, uh, 20s and 30s. So it's chilly out there, 36 right now in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11, I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. Yes, I fell on the sidewalk and I'm okay. What? People have been asking me, what's, what happened to you? You have a black eye. I have a black eye. And My first black eye. on your face. And, and a chipped pinky finger. What, were you in a gang fight? What the hell happened? I was trying to get some exercise and be healthy. All right, that's good. I tripped. Tripped. And down goes Briar. Hit my head on the concrete and the oh dirt. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Boing. No concussion or anything? No, I had to go check it out, though. Okay. In the ER. How long was that ordeal? Well, I read the whole encyclopedia, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because the fella said, yeah, it'll be about 25 minutes. What? It was 25 hours, I think. I it was five hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's horrible. Well, listen, this um, you know, that's the way it is. There are people that uh, have problems all the time. Depends on when you get in there, right? 
Yeah, it's just kind of luck, really. Wouldn't it be great if when, when you did call your doctor that they actually called you back? It'd be yeah, a wonderful yeah. thing. That would be good, yeah. It doesn't happen anymore. I don't often call my doctor, but... Yeah, well, it's... This is good, I, I guess. guess. I'm just old-fashioned. When you fell, did you call your doctor, or did you just go to the hospital? No, I, I called my doctor the next day, because they said, contact your doctor, mm. which is almost impossible. Yeah. First of all, it was almost impossible to get somebody to get the message to get to my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? Tuesday, about uh, 3.30. 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. You would think you could get a doctor on a afternoon. Well, I Week went to, uh, you know, I went to uh, a primary, uh, not a primary, a walk-in clinic right away. Okay. And they told you to go to the emergency room? Yeah, to check out, make sure I didn't have a concussion or what have you, you know? Couldn't they do that, the emergency at the urgent care center? They can't do that? No, they didn't tell you I have to do that kind of test. Really? Yeah, they do x-rays, but they don't do the uh, CAT scans and all that jazz. I thought they just, like... Mm. Do something like they do on the NFL sidelines. Like, Is that right? They do that on the sidelines? Yeah. Well, these quarterbacks get hit. These receivers get hit. Where well, they have to Take have them it under during the blue, a blue tent football See if games, they have a huh? concussion or not. Well, they need all the equipment there, that's for sure. Mm. So you feeling all right? What? Oh, yes, I'm fine. Huh? Who am I? Uh, you look, well... Fine. They ask for your name. They ask what date it is. Did you get that right? Yeah, I did. I kind of guessed at the date. But um, Sometimes I don't get that right, uh, and I'm not concussed or have had my face planted into the sidewalk. I know. I don't, uh, you know, usually know what, pretty good what, what day it is, but not the date. Yeah. But it is December 1st, ladies and gentlemen. Is it? Yeah, yep. it is, isn't it? Happy. Wow. Happy December Holy smokes, it's December already. I know. Hmm. Have to start shopping for your gift now. Yes, make it expensive. Sue Dubs is going to be joining me at 105 from the Uncas Health District. She could check out your face. Yeah, I don't think she'd want to. But um, she's going to talk about, believe it or not, well, not believe it or not, the flu is ah. jumping off the rails. It's bad. It's bad. We had our f first flu death of the uh, season so the other folks, day. So, folks, please, please get your flu shot. I did. Me too. I got my flu shot. So uh, she's going to emphasize that fact. Also, there's something that's going around and nobody quite knows what it is. What's that? I call it the forever cough. Mm. So many people have had it, and it goes. some people have had it for three months. And they never really figure out what it is. Hmm, hadn't heard that. Yeah, I've been dealing with it. Have you? You know, they checked me out for everything. You do, know. Do you have everything or not have everything? No, I, there was nothing they could find. Oh, good. You know, except a cough. So, don't, yeah. I was curious if any of our listeners have had the same thing. Is it a cough that uh, is pretty continuous as far as it's, it occurs quite often? Because I've had a little bit of a cough, but it's it's really sporadic. It's kind of here and there, but it's been going on a little bit. Sometimes it can go on for two uh, two minutes. Other times oh, really? it'll stop for a few hours, and then mm. once it kicks in, hello, Dolly. Poof. Oh, really? Okay, I don't yeah. have that. I don't think I have that then. Okay. I just get a little catch in my throat or something, and I cough. And as a matter of fact, uh, I've gone... Shopping for these uh, cough drops, and they're mm -hmm. all sold out. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. 
That's interesting. Yep. Maybe Sue will know something about that, too, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. I'm glad you're back. Good to see you. It's good to be back. Even though you look like hell. look like hell, yeah. Yeah. I was going to wear sunglasses, but uh, they're all broken up, too, so... (laughs) Trying to figure out which one I would look worse in, the broken sunglasses or my eye. Um, I'll get you some sunglasses. Probably, because they're all crooked. All right, my friend. It's good to have you back. See you at the meeting. We have a meeting at 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, we do. Might be our last show, right? Yeah, yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) thanks. I'm really looking forward to it now. Uh, But uh, there's going to be, we're going to have a couple of my interviews. Oh, a little yeah. best of stew at 11, 11 until, to 12. until this meeting with the bigwigs is over? And then I'll be back uh, at noon. Or will you? Unless I trip if they on, sold the place. Unless I trip on the stairs or something. Do you know if they sold it? What? What are we, what are we at? What are, what's going to happen at 11? We'll find out at 11. Stay you don't tuned. know? You're Stu Breyer. You should know these things. You're the bigwig. You're the, you're the man. The big wig. You have been gone, though, so you're kind of out of the loop, I guess. I could use a big wig, actually. You could. That Mm -hmm. would look good with your black eye. Well, we'll knock on wood for that. (laughs) And uh, hope to talk to you next time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, but that'd be tomorrow, right? Mm. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. Okay, merrily we roll along. Stu Breyer with you, WICH. Hope you're doing okay. All right? Good. 38 degrees. Let's take some calls, 889-5252. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Good morning. How, how are you feeling? I'm feeling much better, thank you. What happened? Three, two... I was um, walking fast, and I fell on my head. Seriously? Yes, seriously. You fell on your head? Well, that's what hit first. You poor thing. I didn't do it on purpose. What? what? I would have rather have fallen on my knee, actually. Yeah, well, that would hurt, too. Mm, That's true. You'd crack your knee and probably need surgery. You need... what, What happened to your poor head? Uh, it's, I have a black eye. No kidding. Yeah, I look like a panda. Or half a panda. <laughs> Stu with a black eye. I look like a panda. Yes. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, my first black eye. Hey, I was I was listening to you talking about a cough. Um, mm-hmm. for, for one thing that people really don't pay that much attention to, I think a lot of us, uh, the humidity in your environment. So dry. Uh, and it, it it exacerbates everything. Do you keep your house humidified properly? I have one of those, but uh, we haven't recently, no. Yeah, well, you should start doing mm-hmm. that. That really alleviates a lot, believe it or not. And for some reason, any time my kid would get a cold, remember the old... <laughs> he looked so funny. The, the old... Uh, hot air, warm air humidifiers. They mm. were like a big glass goldfish bowl with mm. a thing that you put on the top. And you just plugged it in and it steamed up with a warm humidity, the room. And every time my kid had a cold, that cleared it up almost immediately. 
Well, that's amazing. Now, yeah, well, now they have cool mist ones, but they don't do the same thing. The warm mist hmm. does something. I keep a bowl of, not a bowl, a pan, a big pot of water on the stove, and I just keep it on low heat so that it keeps steaming the environment all day. Well, you know what I need to do is go get a blizzard. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Take a nice blizzard break. Why did you say that? Because I was thinking of one. I don't know why. Maybe because I was talking to you. Oh, man. December blizzards. So, I oh. hope you have a wonderful December, Sammy. Oh, thank you. But really, think about getting some humidity in. Because that will help your cough a lot. Well, I appreciate that. Thank okay, you. Take care. You too. Hello. Welcome to the program. 889-5252 is our number. Just getting warmed up here, folks. 38 degrees. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's clocks and repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. Listen now. Here's some important information about your Medicare coverage. If you're turning 65 or retiring from work in the next year, the team at Jane Ryan Insurance Group can guide you through the health and Medicare insurance maze. We can walk you through the Medicare process and help you pick the plan that's fitting for you and your needs. At Jane Ryan Insurance Group, because we're local, we know your doctor network, we know your plan options, and we know how to ensure your prescriptions are covered. With Jane Ryan Insurance Group, you have a local expert that you can talk to that can explain options and help you make your decision. To be honest, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here to help you make the right Medicare decisions based on your situation and help you buy the coverage you need. Find out more at janeryaninsurance.com or talk to a local expert face-to-face. Route 85, South Main Street in Colchester. Jane Ryan Insurance Group. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options. 1018, Stu Breyer with the WICH. Welcome to the program. I, uh, I can't stand to see a grown radio announcer stressed out, so mm-hmm. I'm going to spill the beans about the 11 o'clock meeting. Sure, spill the beans. I um, I hate to waste beans, I'm but go ahead. New boss. I just bought the radio station. Really, Kevin? Good for you. I, I got a good deal, $220. So you're able to scrape up that much money, huh? Barely. I, I, I had to break into Radio Cat Phoebe's Piggy Dog. You probably uh, threw in some of your classic rocks, huh? <laughs> and a bell or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, maybe everybody's going to get a raise. No, it should be a very friendly meeting. It's kind of oh, a yeah. year-end well, kind of thing. They're not going to mess with you and your condition. I mean, you you look like you just took out half the town of Westerly with your black eye. and you know, Nobody's going to mess with you. Okay, I do look kind of uh, rough and tumble, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about that, buddy. you got to remember, gravity pulls things down. No, little do they know I was beat up by a sidewalk. <laughs> What did you do to the side? Oh, you must have. So, yeah, I was going to ask you at the emergency room. So they asked you what day it is and all that. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they ask you who was the president of the United States? No, actually, they didn't ask. They usually oh, they do usually that. they usually do with those mm-hmm. uh, 
alertness test. I was all set with the answer. I could see you saying, oh, I, I don't feel well all of a sudden. <laughs> no, I, I was all set with Truman. I was all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You know, yeah. I'd settle for Nixon at this point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just wanted to say hi. I, I didn't get to yesterday. was kind of busy, and I turned on the radio at 1 o'clock, and I guess there were some technical goblins running around in the station. And um, so I sat through that for the news, which wasn't too good. And then um, mm-hmm. the music came on, and I thought, oh, okay. Stu broke the place again. <laughs> No, we have uh, we had some last minute changes, and uh, you know we do it the best we can. Hey, stuff happens, you know. But I gotta tease you. All right, so tease me. We're gonna have to come up with a new uh, nickname for you. You know, like stumbling stew, stumbling bumbling stew, or, yeah, or, or bouncing briar. Mm-hmm. Sidewalk stew. Oh yeah, yeah. Gee, that's nice. I'm sure you'll have some more good ones. I'll I'll work on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I just wanted to say good morning, and uh, glad you uh, weren't hurt, too. So how much is it going to cost him to repair the sidewalk? I don't know, but I, I just uh, got up, and I, I didn't want to be around where I ruined the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you be careful, buddy. I will. Thank you, Cam. We'll have you do your, we'll have you do your uh, show from home. That way you can't get into trouble. <laughs> That's true. I probably fall off the chair. <laughs> All right. You have a great day, man. You too. Thank you, Kev. Thanks, too. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. There's a nice little dainty hang-up. We'll be right back. 895252 is the number. Fox News commentary. The Chinese people are taking a stand against their communist, COVID-obsessed, freedom-sucking government, which is leaving American liberals really conflicted because while they claim to be social justice warriors, they also have an affinity for tyranny and COVID control. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Starting to realize your small business is a little overwhelmed by the holiday rush? It's still not too late to get all of your shipping and mailing under control with Stamps.com. Sign up right now, and you'll be printing your own postage in just minutes with discounted USPS and UPS shipping rates. Just go to Stamps.com, click the mic at the top of the page, and use code BUSINESS for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com, code BUSINESS. Three years, Chinese people have lived like prisoners of war on house arrest with their communist government holding COVID over their heads. But oddly, American Democrats and mainstream media just can't wrap their minds around letting COVID and COVID control go. But wait, I thought American leftists were supposed to be all about protests, activism, and social justice. Or is that just when it comes to George Floyd, BLM, and the burning and looting of American cities? Hmm. The Chinese people are right to be rising up against China's zero COVID policy. They have the basic human right to be able to live, work, and move about freely without being locked down over a virus that will never be eradicated. And Americans should be in full support of these protesters. It's sad some liberals and liberal companies like Apple are not. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. So I went into the walk-in clinic and they gave me a tetanus shot. I don't remember the last time I got one of those. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Stu. Good morning, uh, sir. 
I guess uh, tumbling still is a little bit more personable, but I think bouncing briar, mornings with bouncing briar might sound a little bit more uh, dignified. Bouncing briar, that means I probably would have bounced up. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on the morning news, if they're going to do uh, your morning news, they're going to be doing the, uh, the Native American studies. Mm-hmm. I think it would be uh, beneficial, to say the least, if uh, maybe maybe one of the suggested books around here was that without reservation. Boy, Maybe that's... there's some other books that we could that we could uh, have uh, at least the high schoolers read. I haven't read that yeah. one in a long time. It's a good one, and you know uh, the Pequots who are apparently partnering with uh, the state with this curriculum. They're not going to like that one bit that book, but it's an important book. You know, history in general is is very messy. Uh, you know, my my understanding of the Mystic Massacre was the Narragansetts didn't like the Pequots. The Mohegans, they, I, maybe they were opportunists. I don't know what they were thinking, but they used to be Pequots, and then it was the Mohegans, the Narragansett, and the English, led by none other than Roger Williams, that completely annihilated. There's no, there's no more Pequot tribe. Yet here we have it. How did the Pequots get here? Let's do a, let's do a gene, genealogy exam. You know, there's, there was no continuity to the tribe. Are we going to teach that in school? The tribe's gone, now it's back. Magic. You know, it's been know. a long time. I did interview that gentleman who wrote without reservation, but uh, can't remember how many years ago that was. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he also did the book uh, "Little Pink House" on Susie Kilo on her situation. Oh yeah, right. And it's it's funny. My uh, my aunt Mary's listening probably, and uh, Susie Kilo used to live across the street from the farm that my aunt Mary and all the other people in my family uh, basically grew up on. And uh, the farm's mentioned in that book, but not named. Her kids are still in town. I really? guess one of them just passed away, unfortunately. Hmm. But, uh, you know, that Jeff Benedict, if you can get him on the air, maybe you can hear him talk about the, uh, the curriculum. Maybe he can give some suggestions for, uh, for those in the audience, or maybe those in the audience can call him with suggestions of their own. All right, sir, thank you. Know, nobody's you. innocent in the past. Appreciate the call. And, uh, Thanks for checking in. Thank you. That's all. Take care. Sunny this morning, otherwise becoming mostly sunny. Flurries this morning. Oh, I didn't see any flurries. Not in that eye, anyway. Tonight, mostly clear, windy winds diminish 27, 47 on Friday and 58 on Saturday. Not too bad. It's 38 degrees. Welcome to the program. Still, it's good to hear your voice again. Hey, Boston Benny. What's up, buddy? How was your uh, holiday? Uh, it had mixed uh, mixed emotions, yes. How about yeah, you? Yeah, well, you're a real trooper, you know. Accidents happen all the time. Well, of course. Got to do it with the best you can. Yeah, that's, what, that's right. So, just called in to basically say have a nice day. Yeah, you too. It's going to okay. be a beautiful day. All right, goodbye. Thanks. Austin Benny, ladies and gentlemen, you're on the air. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. Hey. Yeah, glad to hear you. Hey, uh, I'll give you some advice from the John Wayne movie, McClintock. From the John Wayne movie? This fighting and everything in it. You know your eye, black eye? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there was a fist fight in it, and he grabs the guy by the shoulder, and he says, let's go in and put some tincture of Arnica on that. Well, actually, about three of them had black eyes. Arnica, you could get it in a gel and a tube anywhere, even Walmart. 
Anybody carries it now. You just rub it on there. It'll make it go away quick. You've got an answer for everything, Susie. Because I study herbal books. Okay. They've been using that forever. Mm-hmm. But I remembered that from a John Wayne movie. And I said, hey, what is this stuff? So I started looking into it. And, yeah, you can buy it anywhere. The little gel thingy of it. John Wayne, it a tincture. It'll, well, it'll heal it quicker. All right. So, thank you for that. That. And um, any, any um, if you looked up any kind of cough medicine, I would just go, like, the most natural that you could get, honey-based. They do have them. I can't think. I got a couple of catalogs around here. And there was one, once again, you could buy at Walmart. But it's honey-based, and they really do work. And they're non-narcotic. That's what's really cool about them. That might help, because I've been having the tickle in my throat. It's like, all of a sudden, I'll start coughing. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, what's with the tickle? the air. I don't like the tickle. You know, you're doing great, and all of a sudden, the tickle comes. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have that. Or actually feeling like your windpipe was like, oh, I don't know, if you breathed in, Yeah, there's something in the air. I'm only going to say it like that because I don't know what's going on either um, with this, you know, cough thing. Okay, now here's a test. I had wanted you to be on yesterday because over the weekend I was thinking of a song. And I believe it was about, I don't know if the title was like AM radio or I heard it on the radio. But within it, you actually heard Wolfman Jack talk. Yeah, it's called Clap for the Wolf Man. Oh, it was? Guess who Guess who did it? That's the name of the group, Guess Who. Oh, because oh, I was trying to tell one of my sons, when I was coming home from work at Rome's in the middle of the night, on Sunday night, I got to listen to Wolf Man Jack. And I said, so it's Clap for the Wolf Man mm-hmm. by Guess Who. Right. Yeah, and then they, but there is another song about um, listen to the AM radio, isn't there? I, well, I'm sure there's some other ones. There's yeah, it it was all about. I'm like, well, look at that. I've been listening to the radio, different ones, off and on. I can remember I miss in the morning, you know, when I was going to work in the '80s, you know. And you re, do you ever remember I miss in the morning with some of his little cute things like I can drive a hundred miles an hour as long as I got the almighty power on the dashboard of my car. He was doing Billy Saul Harkis. Oh, yeah, I listened to all those. He was an interesting <laughs> I mean, guy. You know, really, people that are radio personalities and are like you and everybody are very important, and we really got a lot of fond memories, you know? Hey, we'll talk more about it, Susie. i got to take a break, but okay. thank you. Okay, all right, bye-bye. Appreciate it. Let's take this call before the break. Welcome to the program. How about that for a quick break? 895252. 38 degrees with Stu, and uh, let me check my Stu Doppler window. It's definitely a window. We will be right back with you. 889-5252 is the number. Are you making multiple trips to the pharmacy each month, taking up your precious time? It's time for you to simplify. I'm Sandra Grillo from Utley & Jones Pharmacy, here to tell you about our exciting refill coordination program called Simplify My Meds. With Simplify My Meds, you won't worry about running short of pills or running out of refills. 
Our pharmacists and staff will check with you every month, review your medications, vitamins, supplements, and call your doctors to get refills for you. With Simplify My Meds, you can get all of your prescriptions filled at the same time every month. You can have the convenience of a single monthly trip to the pharmacy or delivery to your home or office. Isn't it time for you to simplify your life? Isn't it time for you to come into Utley & Jones Pharmacy? That's Utley & Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street, Norwich, and online at www.utleyandjones.com. Lunchtime oldies from noon to one, and yes, of course, December 1st, we'll start to implement some good Christmas music for you. Welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, Stu. Good morning, Joey. All right. Hey, I was listening. You had Susie on, and I was on hold, but I could hear her talking through my phone with you. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Susie sounds great. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, yesterday's show, it was on. I got to speak to her. And uh, uh, when Keith C. was on on Tuesday, that guy from Bill up, up in, way up in North Maine, oh, Keith got into it with him, but the uh, radio and the waves, short waves and, he, he turned him into a guest for a half an hour. It was awesome listening to him, and so they're going to talk again Friday. But I'm glad you're doing well. And I said to Shelly, I said, hey, as far as I'm concerned, Shelly, I didn't know he wasn't feeling well. I just figured you were on vacation. First to start out, you were on vacation. Well, Monday and Tuesday and I was on vacation, and the, uh, then I didn't feel well at all because I had an no, accident. That's fine. That's, yeah, hey, bro. But the thing is, you, uh, I said to Shell, I said, hey, why, why, I hope he just takes one more day off, and then he's got another three days, he'll come back. And I said, Pissin, he'll be full of piss and vinegar. No, we didn't say that. I said, that's not a bad she laugh, but she's great. She does a great job, Stu. Uh, yeah, I'm, next week from today, I already got my lined up, get the flu shot, and I'm going to get the, either the Moderna or the Pfizer shot. I'm going to get these shots. People, it's, it's, hey, the corona stuff and the flu stuff is not just, it's here. And uh, I'm, I wore a mask this morning when I went to stop and shop and everything. Yeah, I'm being cautious, too. Good, good I'm for sorry you. I took a fall, man. I, hey, that's all right. You, you, you get up and you, and you carry on. <laughs> Sometimes they carry me on, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I got to watch on the PBS. I'm loving this. And right now it's donation time for it, and that's cool. And I'm a sustained member. JT, man, 2007, man, in the Berkshires. He's great content. It's going to be on again tonight. I'm going to watch it again. What a guy, man. And and, oh, and I watched the Doobie Brothers last night. Stu, they're 50 years, they, like you, 50 years. And Michael McDonald's back in. What a what a, did I get to watch. Good, enjoy that, Joe. Thanks for thanks for calling. Stu, I do, man. I I love it, man. And I told Shelly, I said I love Stu. I hope he's okay, and I know you are. You're the best, man. See all ya, right. all right. Thank you, buddy. See ya. All right. I'm thinking of that song, "Clap for the Wolf Man." Guess who? You're on the air. Welcome. Hey. Hey, that's one of my shortest phone calls. How do you answer a question like "Hey"? Hmm. Eh? Maybe. Okay. Uh, try it again. Clear the line at 860-889-5252. This portion of our program is an open topic. Anything you would like to discuss? You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I'm glad to hear you. And I, Thank you. I just, I just want to tell you, do what your doctor tells you to do. Listen to him. Don't listen to anybody else. 
Yeah, certainly if you can get in touch with uh, your doctor, it's good. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is about Ukraine. The students there are having to... This, these are the college students. They're having to study in bunkers. You know, the, the, the world sees all this, and they're not doing anything about it. Well, we certainly are supplying... Uh yeah, Some. but we need. I think. I think we need to do more. The world, uh, or like more uh, cooperation from other people across yeah. the world. Sure, that'd be nice. Right, right. Uh, know, and we worry about these stupid little things, and these yeah. people are in bunkers. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's all I wanted to say. I I I hope. I don't know when the world's going to wake up and get, get that Putin out of the way because he is destroying. Well, it's not easy to do, especially because he's got the nukes. Yes, he's got nukes. And he's I got know. followers that will worship him till till he dies. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. They they can't open their eyes and face reality. Well, even if they did, they couldn't do anything about it because they'd be. Immediately killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, you see it on the news, and it's upsetting. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving with your son. Yes, I did. Did you? Yeah, that went well. That went pretty well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Well, I want you to take care of yourself. I'm I'm trying, buddy. I'm doing my best. Good, good, good. Okay, sir. All right, thank you for calling. Yeah, okay. Everybody else, take care of yourself. You're on the air, welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Uh, I've missed you the past few days. Um, my husband came home from the hospital. Two days later, he was sick with the influenza. Oh, good grief. The last thing and, he needed, huh? Yeah, and um, he got it, and for... Thanksgiving, we didn't know he was going to get sick, but we went to our son's house, so now um, we're all sick with the influenza. Um, Did you get the flu shot? Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. It didn't didn't work. didn't help any of us. So all I can say is, folks, be careful. I, I don't go out of the house, you know, and... So I'm just about breathing. It's very, very bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you could do me a favor. Sure. Uh, Fleetwood Mac's uh, female singer died. Oh, what was her name? Christy McVie, I think. Oh, the, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could pick out one of their songs for the oldies at noon. Yeah, that uh, was sad Fleet- to hear that she died, yeah. Fleetwood Mac, I know there's another girl, too, that I like, and I forgot who it is, but they were one of my, um, mm-hmm. I was into every music you could imagine, and um, Fleetwood Mac and uh, Bob Seger, you know, all these people, you know, are passed away, you know, a lot of them, and so I'd like to hear something by Fleetwood Mac. Um, there's so many, I couldn't tell you which one, but... I'm sure you being who you are, you know a lot of the songs, you know, most of them. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, do that. I'll make sure that I play one by Fleetwood Mac, sure. 
Yeah. Um, one other thing, um, Shelley did a terrific, terrific job. Terrific. And the guy from uh, Press Style Maine, uh, Maine or wherever it was, mm-hmm. he called in. What an interesting show Keith had. The only thing I don't like about Keith's show, that in the sports. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I watch sports, but sometimes it gets a little heavy. So um, we all have and, different tastes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much. My, our sons love every sport. So, but I got to tell you, Stu, you take care of yourself. If you happen to have any, any uh, pain or any uh, problem in where your eye hit the ground. It's almost like it popped out of the socket, sounds like. No, no, that didn't but, happen. It was a close call, God, but that didn't yeah. happen. But, I mean, just if you have any problems, you get back to that hospital. All right, my friend, you know, uh, and I hope you both just, feel better, you and your husband. Yeah, uh, well, we're all sick. The kids and the grandkids oh have all got it. And you all had so, flu shots, huh? Yeah, all of us. I mean, you know that at my age, it's the first thing I do. I, uh, I got the... COVID, the new one, and then we got the flu shot, and you know, we all do, the kids have to because of where they work. Are you sure it's the flu that you have, or is it something else? Uh, no, they, uh, my son had tested positive for some way of some number or something, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I've had it since Sunday, Saturday. Okay. And my doctor uh, called in a 500 milligram antibiotic, and he called in. Uh, I've never taken it before. Mm-hmm. They're little pills, um, three times a day for the cough. You know, he did it both for myself and my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know so, that. Uh, I know that one. I've had that one too. Listen, take care yeah, of yourself. Take uh, care. It's a rough. Uh, it's a rough time right now. The doctors are very busy. I know, and you take care. And you, you're not going to be on tomorrow, though, right? Uh, Keith will be watched tomorrow, Friday. Goodness. Oh, that's right, Friday. Where did All the right, week go? Stu, I hope you take care and be yeah, you careful too. now. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. WICH with Stu at 895-5252, and you would be next. We enjoy talking with you about any subject. This first portion is open. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich at 62 Broadway near City Hall. There's no place like NAC for the holidays. Mark your calendar for first Friday, December 2nd. The Small Treasures Fine Art and Craft Show opens at NAC Gallery. Enjoy refreshments and shop for one-of-a-kind gifts. Coming December 9th through the 11th and 16th through 18th, our holiday show. The Emperor's New Clothes. Children 10 and under, admitted free. For more information about these great events, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. How you doing? This is Tony. Yeah, and I'm his cousin, Tony. And we're here to talk about that old stinky oil tank in your basement. Oh, yeah, that's old. And service station equipment. Oh, yeah, that's good. So here's the deal. Our other cousin, Tony, had globules coming out the thing on the floor in his basement. It was terrible. Oh, bad. Turns out that oil tank was older than Grandma and a half. Must do the Galaga. Exactly. Dangerous, too. Here's the thing with service station equipment. They know that oil tanks that are 20 to 25 years old should be replaced. Funny, that's what my wife says about 
me. So at service station equipment, they can come, take that junkie tank out, and install a Roth tank that will never rust. Service station equipment. And comes with a 30-year warranty. Hey, after that, who cares, huh? Hey, good point. It's about time you said something. So if you're wondering about that oil tank, call 1-800-801-TANK. Or Google them on the Gastagudi net at ssc-inc.net. That's service station equipment right here in Uncasville. Basta la And Martin McKinney. Oh, I hear we got skinny. Basta la and 1310WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. So many things going around. I wanted to talk a little bit with Sue Dubs from the Uncas Health District. Uh, Things that we can look out for. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello, Stu. How are you today? All right, sir. Thank you. Hey, uh, that persistent cough that you have, I've got the same darn thing with a lot of heavy phlegm. I have talked and, uh, to a lot of people, and it's very common now. Nobody knows what the heck the story is. Well, I tell you, I think I do. Really? Yes. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think it's the the president of the country of China trying to kill us. Well, if there was a way, I'm sure he would try. Mm-hmm. Hey, another thing about the waiting rooms, how how long a period of time to wait. You, it's amazing when you're down in Florida, you're going 75 miles an hour down the road, and these big flashing billboards say, the next hospital has a 19-minute waiting period. Well, in, when you're having a heart attack or something, I, I don't think you can really split hairs. you got to get to the hospital as closest to you. Sure, of course. And one other cute thing down there, too, is uh, mm-hmm. my son, I was driving down there with him, and uh, these car dealerships, they go for miles and miles. And I'd say, what are all these cars? And he said, that's the same dealership we just went by. Unbelievable down there. Oh, my God, all yeah, right, I know. So I'll let you go. All right, thank you, sir. Bye now. You know, you have to understand that, uh, and they should do this, emergency rooms, they prioritize what the problem is some people need assistance right away others do not so you have to be patient I get that because there can be a real emergency yours is just a little emergency so um, and of course many of them are small and fortunately I mean unfortunately they can't hire more people to be there you're on the air welcome morning Stu morning hi Larry Mm. Your, your voice is still, uh, that has nothing to do with your fall, right? No, I didn't fall on my voice, but it's still, uh, they still have the uh, forever cough thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, what's up so with what you? What are you doing, just going for a walk or? I was going for a fast walk. I think I'll slow down a little bit. And it turned into a slow walk. That's right, slow crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, well, you know, you got to, we're not young anymore. Oh, I've been falling since I was a kid, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a bad day yesterday with my my discomfort, but today today is uh, completely opposite. It's a pretty good day today. Oh, we love the good days, Larry. We love them. Maybe because the storm was around yesterday, you know, the rainstorm. You think that helps you? Yeah, I think, no, it hurts me when it's uh, low pressures around. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, when the barometric pressure is going wild. Yeah. It sounds like an arthritis uh, thing. 
Yeah, so you just hung around the house? You didn't do much? No, I didn't do much at all. No. Just kind no. of recouping. Mm-hmm. So on that, uh, Patty called about that money situation. The money situation? Yeah, with, uh, with uh, Ukraine. Oh, the Ukraine, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, she didn't say how much money she wanted us to give to them uh, on an open check. Uh, I spoke to you about this before. We're up to $90 billion. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and now we're giving money to all these other countries on top of it now for the climate change. Billions and billions and millions and millions. And the, the problem I have with this is uh, um, why do we have to give open checks out? Why don't we have uh, an audit? For each one of these checks that go wherever they're supposed to go to, and how the money is spent, is well, that really it, difficult for Washington to do that? If you were a gambler, you would probably win a lot of money because uh, it's very rarely, I think, goes what it's supposed to go to. Yeah, and well, I don't want to be why? a downer, it's but not, that's the writing's on a wall. I mean, you don't have to be stupid to know why that why Biden's not doing anything to China because him and his son are in bed with China. So what are you going to do to China? What are you going to do with Russia, with Putin, when he's in bed with him and his son, uh, with corruption? What is he going to do with Ukraine? He's got to do what they want over there because they got all kinds of stuff on them. These countries are so corrupt, including Ukraine. That guy is so corrupt over there. I know he did good probably with this war with his first people and stuff. He was, uh, he was, uh, his uh, rating was down in the 20% range until the war came on. And then because he stayed there and he fought with his people, his rating went way up. But he was not he was known as a corrupt. No, I understand. Person. I understand. I mean my heart goes out to those people. Well your heart goes out to all the people in these countries. Mm -hmm. Well how can you keep giving blank checks out to the governments and the money doesn't get where it's supposed to go to? This is not the government's money to spend like this. This is our money. Well, you know, I always said, I told you this before, is it that hard to get a commission together? Five Republicans and five Democrats, and every time you hand a check over to something that these people have to get back to the, uh, uh, um, they have to file a report once a month on, on uh, how much money was uh, given and, and where the money went to, where it was spent on. That's not that hard to do. Well, it seems like it should be less difficult than it is, of course, then you have no, to trust. No, it's not difficult. One item, you write the income. The item you write the item spent your money on and the cost. And you come out, it should come out even. There's a very, it's just like keeping your checkbook at home still. You know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. You, you, you know how to do all this without a problem. The thing is, they don't want to do it because they don't want anybody to know where this mass millions and billions of dollars is going. That's why they don't want to do this. Okay, buddy, i got to take a break, but thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Glad you're feeling better. All right, let's uh, take this call, and then uh, we'll get to uh, the break. Welcome to the program. Hi, welcome. Nobody home? Okay, then we'll be right back. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you wonder if it's okay to treat a headache by yourself? I'll be back with some ways to determine how to handle this situation. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging. 
help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. There are several types of headaches not due to any underlying cause that you may treat yourself. These include a migraine headache, as long as it's been previously diagnosed by a doctor, a tension headache, or a cluster headache. Ask your pharmacist to help you choose an over-the-counter product to treat these types of headaches. But always see a physician if your headache was preceded by a blow to the head, if your headache is brought on by exertion or exercise, or if you think your headache might stem from a sinus infection. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. A few more minutes to take your calls. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Okay, thank you. Welcome back. Thanks. You sound like you've been sick. Well, I've had this cough since I was 10 years old, but um, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the same one. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, well, Mary was talking about the money that's going. It's actually over a hundred billion going to Ukraine, and the Republicans are asking for an accounting, and the Democrats are having a fit that they, you know, how dare they question? And obviously, it's a corrupt country. We're giving them money out. We need to have an accounting. I think so. We just don't know who to believe anymore. That's all. Oh, yeah. I don't believe a lot of people. Out in California, they are letting out 7,000 pedophiles before their their terms of incarceration are up. Some have served as little as two days or one month mm-hmm. of their sentence, and then they're let out. And these are all the pedophiles of children under the age of 14. Um, I don't know what's the matter with our country. Uh, I don't believe in, you know, having the the um, sex offender list because it gives people a false sense of security, saying, "Well, John Jones is, you know, or I should say, John Doe. John Doe lives next door and he's a pedophile, so don't go over there." But yet, Joe Smo lives next door on the other side and he has never been caught. So you have to be aware of what a pedophile does, and when your child changes or whatever. Because um, pedophiles, I mean, you know, Joe Smoke can go three blocks over and he's not, you know, his his address is three blocks away. I think for the police, they have to have it. But for the public, I, I don't believe in it. Um, well, I think well, we have to blame a lot of the voters, don't we? We definitely do. We had a ch- chance to change a lot of things. And people just believe like they believe in the democracy claim that that was made by the Democrats. Oh, the Republicans are going to take away your democracy. No. Um, They had a story on Fox this morning. People that are graduating from the Naval Academy, they've gone through four years. They should be, um, they should get a second lieutenant commission and serve their country. They're not getting a diploma. And you want to know why? They did not have a vaccine. It's insanity. Mm-hmm. You know, the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID. We, we know that because the president got it, his wife got it. 
Fauci's gotten it. So, you know, my my husband got it after having. Well, we can only hope that it lessens the seriousness it of it. I guess. You know, my son's got it after being vaccinated. You know, it's it's not a guarantee, and for them to push this when he says, "Well, the pandemic is over," it's only over when it suits him. And now the misinformation the the White House press secretary was asked about um, because Kevin McCarthy invited Joe to go to Joe Biden to go down to the border and see what's really going on, and the press secretary said he's been to the border. No, since he was elected sen- senator, that's forty something years ago. He has never been to the border, other than a drive through El Paso when he was running for president in two thousand and eight. So he does not know what is going on. And back in 2008... Well, he does, he does, know, what's, he does know what's going on. He just doesn't want to draw attention to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, just like now, the New York Times and Washington Post are talking about the crime and the murder rate is up. Yet before the election, they were saying, oh, that's just Fox News making it up. It's a, it's a, that doesn't exist. So, anyway, All right. good to hear you back. Thank you. It's Be well. It's a pretty day outside, but it is extremely windy and mm-hmm. cold. But it's going to get That's better. The Bye. All right, thank you. It's getting better all the time. That's a Beatles song. It's getting better all the time. Our time is... Well, I think I'll talk like a Beatle. My time is uh, three minutes before 11. If you'd like to squeeze in a call or not. So we were very sad to hear that Christy McVie passed away. I think she was uh, 78, if I'm not mistaken. One of the great groups of all time, Fleetwood Mac, and some terrific lead singers, and they had a number of hits. So let me take you to the news, and we're going to have some pre-recorded interviews that we've had in the past that I hope you'll enjoy, and then I'll be back for our lunchtime oldie break. Got a big meeting today. I'll tell you all about it. Christy McVeigh and Fleetwood Mac. 
December the 1st. May it be a good December all around for you, we hope. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310, 95.5 FM, W233DB. It's 40 degrees right now. That's not too bad. We'll be back with you at noon for our lunchtime oldie break. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden has welcomed French President Macron to the White House for a state visit. With a 21-gun salute and a review of the troops on the South Lawn, the President and First Lady received the President of France and his wife during a pomp-filled arrival ceremony at the White House. France is our oldest ally, our unwavering partner in freedom's cause. Macron also celebrated the long-standing ties and shared values between the U.S. and France. Greg Clugston, Washington. Mr. Biden's $400 billion student loan debt giveaway scheme remains on hold. The federal appeals court for the Fifth Circuit has rejected an administration request to reinstate the program. Morning, the four young people who died in a brutal attack at a house in Moscow, Idaho. Thousands turning out last night for a candlelight vigil for the University of Idaho students who were fatally stabbed several weeks ago near campus. There have been no arrests. No suspects have been named yet. Multiple law enforcement agencies named in a $27 billion class action lawsuit brought by survivors of the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School Massacre. The suit filed Tuesday in federal court names the city, the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District, the district's police department, the Uvalde Police Department, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and members and former members of those groups. Plaintiffs include parents and the teachers and school staff who were at the school on the day of the shooting. A teenager killed 19 children and two teachers. Tasha Stevens reporting. Stocks are mixed on Wall Street. The Dow is down 327 points, while the Nasdaq trading three points higher. And the S&P six points in the red. More on these stories at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. The U.N. wants a raise, asking for a record $51.3 billion to fund its work 
next year. A war in Ukraine, looming famine in the Horn of Africa, flooding in Pakistan. These are the new crises of 2022. Their effects will continue into 2023, and they come on top of existing enormous needs in Afghanistan, Yemen, or Syria. At the same time, rising food and fuel prices have shrunk aid agencies' purchasing power. The UN says that with 45 million people at risk of starvation, its budget of $51 billion will be a lifeline. The BBC's Imogene Folks. Israeli forces have killed two Palestinian terrorists during an arrest raid in the West Bank. Islamic Jihad says both of the men were members of the group. News and analysis, townhall.com. Belt tightening at DoorDash, the online food delivery platform is cutting more than 1,200 corporate jobs. That's about 6% of its total workforce, saying it hired too many people when demand for its services increased during the COVID pandemic. CEO Tony Zhu says DoorDash was undersized before the pandemic and sped up hiring to catch up with its growth. Impacted employees will receive 17 weeks of compensation and their February 23 stock vest. All health benefits will continue through March 31st of 2023. Jason Walker reporting. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the Federal Reserve will push rates higher than previously expected and keep them there longer to fight inflation. But Powell also signals that the Fed may increase its key interest rate by a somewhat smaller amount at its meeting later this month. More on these stories at townhall.com. This is the best of the Stu Breyer Show. All calls have been pre-recorded. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. All right, as we promised, we have a guest and a very interesting topic, too. Say hi to uh, Stella Morabito. Hi, Stella. Hi, thanks for having me on, Stu. It's my pleasure. Caught my attention, uh, reading a little bit about your book. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness, How Tyrants Stoke Our Fear of Isolation to Silence, Divide, and Conquer. Hmm. That's a, quite a title, and uh, it's, it's, I'm, I think I'm going, I think I know where you're going with this book, and I was thinking that when, even when we go to school, when we were kids, if we didn't agree with somebody, we would go along with it because, well, we wanted to be a, a part of the clique. Even when it came to uh, what music you like, oh, I better say I like this. And we can carry that on into adulthood. Tell us um, what motivated you for this book. Oh, you are so right, Stu. I'll tell you, um, I wrote the book because I thought people needed to be, develop a much more keen awareness of these dynamics and how they operate on us. Uh, you know, it's very instinctive to do just what you're saying we do. And it's, it's built into our nature as social animals. We can't, human beings uh, can't really survive in isolation. And so we need that sense of connection uh, with other people. We're hardwired for that. But the flip side is we're, we have a very primal fear of being rejected, of being ostracized. And so this is, this, very uh, natural impulse to maybe lie about what we believe, shut up about what we believe, maybe, uh, you know, make up something about what we believe, uh, is uh, kind of 
uh, we use it as sort of a defense mechanism or just to get relief from the threat of being ostracized or rejected uh, based on something that we might really want to say or express. So this is very easily exploited. This, this natural impulse uh, is and always has been exploited, especially in modern history, by tyrants. Because isolation is the way that you render people powerless and you force them to, or get them to self-censor. And so when we shut up about what we believe, uh, we're doing all the heavy lifting for tyrants and totalitarians. We are uh, giving them the oxygen to push their destructive agendas forward. Mm. You know, we, uh, we always talk about free speech, but people are shutting up more and more these days, I believe, because um, they, just as you said, they don't want to, whether it comes to politics or anything, they don't want to lose their job, they don't want to lose their position, which should never happen in this country. Oh, that's right. No, and, and being demonized, and that's central to all of what I call the machinery of loneliness that tyrants operate. Uh, you know, it has a lot of components, this machinery. Uh, political correctness is one. Identity politics is another. Mob agitation is another. And mobs come in different forms. They don't. They aren't just street mobs. They can be a mob uh, mindset in a HR, or human resources department, or you know, online, social media, and so on and so forth. So the idea of being smeared with a demonizing label, and I'll tell you, the left has a lot of them. They don't try to persuade you of anything. All they do is try to shut you up by calling you either a bigot or a racist or some sort of phobic or uh, now there you know there are the, the, the smear of election denier or conspiracy theorist and so on and so forth all of these things are are uh, made to shut you up about what you believe but now because we've gone along with it for so long because so many people have complied uh, and, and give it in to that impulse, now they can start censoring us. You're right, you know, threatening our jobs, threatening our livelihoods uh, by uh, setting us up through law with these uh, censorship, uh, you know, these various ways to do top-down censorship. For example, the idea of the, quote, misinformation governance board, end quote, which is really not going to go away. Uh, so now you get top-down censorship because we've allowed so much self-censorship uh, to uh, give them oxygen. So uh, I wrote the book because I really feel we need to become a whole lot more aware of how these dynamics and patterns have operated throughout history and it still operate today. Uh, and, um, you know, to, to soften the ground for tyranny. Stella, uh, I think a lot of people, like myself now, and I don't like feeling this way, we've come to a point we don't know what to believe anymore because mm. there's such misinformation and, uh, you know, you hear this or that, so maybe that's really true or maybe that isn't. So you got to do a lot of homework, I guess. Yeah, propaganda is overwhelming. Uh, when you have a media monopoly, a virtual media monopoly, I mean, they complain that even one word of a different narrative gets through their, uh, you know, their little siphon. I mean, they, they, uh, they complain about even any different point of view being uh, expressed. 
uh, should tell you everything you need to know about how intensely motivated they are to make sure that their one narrative uh, prevails. And, of course, when there's a media monopoly, uh, it's hard to get through. Um, and, And you're right. I mean, there's so much propaganda out there, it's hard to sift through it, especially for somebody who is not as aware as maybe you and I are about how these dynamics work. Uh, they just hear something and mm-hmm. it keeps getting repeated, and, and they tend to believe it, even if it's pure lies. I know I've, interme- I've interviewed uh, celebrities, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, some of them I've even talked about, well, in Hollywood, if you have a different political point of view, you won't get any movie roles. It's mm-hmm. really, I mean... What could be more absurd than that in a country where we're supposed to have freedom of speech? doesn't get any sadder than that, huh? Well, that's right. And, in fact, I think celebrities, pop culture figures are extremely vulnerable. I mean, they built their entire career on being adulated and being, you know, uh, approved of. And, and they are probably among the most sensitive to uh, being uh, to feeling that threat of ostracism. I mean, they'll immediately confess and recant, even if they had just asked an innocent question about something that's politically incorrect. That you have a few who are very strong, uh, who a lot of them have their careers behind them, like James Woods. But um, for the most part, they are scared to death of being ostracized. Um, uh, Gina Carino, uh, Carano, I guess is how she says that, you know, she actually managed to break through that without apology. And also, uh, interestingly enough, J.K. Rowling, uh, the mm-hmm. author of... Oh, yeah, uh, they went Potter. after her, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she said uh, sex is real, that you can't, uh, you know, this whole gender ideology uh, stuff is, um, you know, false. And uh, they really went after her hard, but... You have to, most aspiring celebrities or, you know, people are celebrities now, uh, you know, are very vulnerable to that. And that's why Hollywood and pop culture has always been a big part of the propaganda machine. So in your book, what can you do to, to help this situation where people are saying, well, do I take the chance and stand up for, for my beliefs or just go along with the tide? What, what do you tell us? Uh, well, you know, one reason I wrote the book is that the answers are not, you know, 10-second soundbite. But, uh, yes, there's plenty we can do. Um, the first thing is we have to recognize that free speech is a use-it-or-lose-it proposition, that it, the more you comply and shut up, uh, the more, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the more you will lose your freedom to say anything. And uh, the second thing is, um, you know, those who can afford to take these risks should try to lead and embolden others to speak up as well. Um, Most people come from, unfortunately, there's a lot of brokenness, you know, broken families, broken communities. And, you know, that private sphere is under direct uh, attack. It's the target of, uh, you know, of all of these tyrannical agendas. and so those who are feeling really, really isolated but don't have anything to fall back on in terms of really strong family relationships or uh, collegial relationships, 
um, they need to be shown the way by others who who have that uh, that sense of strength, who who will take the risk because uh, you know, as I said, it's use it or lose it. We need to build parallel policies, parallel kinds of institutions because all of our institutions have been subverted and corrupted, and so all of the freedom really begins in that hidden sphere, that private sphere of life and can therefore ripple outward. So I actually propose, a, uh, I have one practical proposition, which is to, you know, start discussion groups that can pop up uh, around, you know, in different, uh, oh, I don't know, among different groups and different neighborhoods or whatever. We actually talk about these things. There's so many books and movies and uh, documentaries that deal with the weaponization of loneliness, and we just need to discover them and learn better how it operates on us so we can break free of it but Stella it's my livelihood I can't say anything I shouldn't say anything it should be illegal to fire somebody because they have a point of view mm-hmm. but for some reason a lot of these uh, companies are getting away with it yeah well I think uh, unfortunately that's due to generations of neglect uh, you know and allowing uh, the corruption and subversion of our institution of education in particular. Uh, you know, it starts in academia, and then, of course, everybody has to get credentialed through academia, whether it's in business in the corporate world or as a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. And, uh, you know, they've gone through the propaganda machine. Uh, and so, yeah, that's why we are where we are today, is it's been building up, uh, and we've been complying for too long. And so we've gotten to this point now where our livelihood is threatened just by expressing a point of view that even just 10 minutes ago might have seemed normal. Uh, and, uh, and now you've got the, you know, the government trying to push these from top down, what do they call it, a misinformation government board, uh, you know, trying to control speech. Uh, it, it's really horrendous. It should, you're right. Uh, it should be criminal. But uh, this is where we are, and in order to turn it around, it's, it's going to take uh, some courage and hard work and a lot of outreach, uh, you know, to people uh, in your private sphere of life. Stella, maybe every, every uh, young person should read your book before they go into college. Hmm? Oh, I would love that. I know. But uh, and I, I'm seeing some wonderful, beautiful young people come out of college and they all have the same point of view which you yes, pretty much know uh, what it is yeah they 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 are not free i mean they're, they're really it's kind of, it's a form of slavery i mean it's it's kind of a a mind rape that goes on through constant propaganda and uh and you know in the university of all places you should be free of that the university of all places you should be free to express what you believe and and have it discussed in in a civil discourse, uh, not uh, just a bunch of name calling and shutting people down and mobbing, which is disgraceful that it's come to this. I'm sure, That's you remember when Condi Rice was going to speak at a college and uh, you know they they wouldn't have anything to do with it. Which can you imagine not having somebody like her at your college because of her particular uh, political points of view? That was shameful. Oh, yeah. shameful. It's, it's, it's disgraceful. And, you know, most of the people who go along with it, I'm not, I don't believe they really believe all that propaganda. I think they've just been conditioned mm-hmm. 
uh, to do what you say, stated right at the outset of our conversation here, Stu. They're conditioned to uh, kind of go along with this stuff so that they're not rejected. And, uh, and then the mob kind of, uh, you know, serves as a role model for them. And then, of course, they're, they've got so much, there's been so much brokenness, brokenness uh, that there's no kind of private sphere for some of these um, isolated kids to fall back on. And so uh, we are where we are, but I think the hope is that they don't really believe this stuff. They're kind of enslaved by the propaganda. And, um, and if they can just see how it operates on them to shut them up and to, um, you know, enslave their minds, uh, there will be some who come around and perhaps they can lead the way for others to come around as well. Well, I'm glad you wrote the book. It's something that's zarked me for a very, very long time. And I often say, um, I told the grandkids, when you go to college, um, all I ask you is listen to both sides and make up your own mind. But there's only one side most of the time, and that's a problem. Absolutely, you're right. So... um, is this a step-by-step in the book, or what are the different chapters about what to do? Well, I have, well, the conclusion, which uh, goes to what you just asked me, is called A Wrench in the Machinery of Loneliness. Have you ever had one of those and days, about- your alarm goes off, you look at the clock through half-shut eyes, wondering if you can grab an extra hour of sleep, but now the dog knows you're up, and he's making it quite clear he's got to go out. Now. So, you leash him up, open the front door, and there's a foot of snow in your driveway. Guess who wasn't making their 9 o'clock appointment? Should have gotten a Boss Snowplow at BH Trailers and Plows. Yes, Boss Snowplows have the power to get you through life's unexpected delays. Like the Boss DXT with its patented dual-trip design. It combines trip-edge and full moldboard trip technologies, enhancing plow protection when striking hidden obstacles. Or the Boss Super Duty with its cast-iron plow shoes that extend the life of the cutting edge. I could go on and tell you all about the other great Boss products, but you have to go shovel your driveway. Get everything Boss at BH Trailers and Plows and Plainfields, or check out their inventory online at bhtrailersandplows.com. BH Trailers and Plows, for when you gotta plow, now. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich at 62 Broadway near City Hall. There's no place like NAC for the holidays. Mark your calendar for first Friday, December 2nd. The Small Treasures Fine Art and Craft Show opens at NAC Gallery. Enjoy refreshments and shop for one-of-a-kind gifts. Coming December 9th through the 11th and 16th through 18th, our holiday show. The Emperor's New Clothes, children 10 and under, admitted free. For more information about these great events, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. When your ride isn't running right, that's when you should run right to Quersh's Auto Repair. You'll get honest, upfront answers and great service because their experienced and highly trained techs know exactly what they're doing. There'll be no surprises because every customer gets a complete written estimate before the work begins, so you're never hit with an unexpected expense. From alignments to oil changes to certified emissions repairs, Corsha's can do it all with the right combination of the latest technology and good old-time service. They know your time is valuable, so they get the job done right the first time and in a timely manner. 
Do you need to service your Subaru? Take it to Corsha's. Their new Subaru specialist has over 30 years of experience. Corsha's Auto Repair, 8th and North Main in Norwich. Keeping your ride running from grill to tailpipe for over 30 years. Find us online at Corsha'sAutoRepair.com. That's Q-U-E-R-C-I-A-S AutoRepair.com. Cutting your own Christmas tree is a great tradition that builds memories for the whole family. Start your family's tradition at Gear Tree Farm in Griswold. With over 100 beautiful acres of award-winning trees, you'll find the perfect one for you. The Gear family works hard all year round on their manicured fields and gravel roads to provide easy access and ensure the perfect tree cutting experience that the whole family will enjoy. Gear Tree Farm is open from 8 to 4, starting the day after Thanksgiving. The Gear family business was founded more than 60 years ago by Dave, passed to sons Rick and Tom, and now joined by third-generation Bo. Together, they ensure your Christmas tree cutting experience is the best around. Gear Tree Farm is located at 141 Norman Road. And for your convenience, Gear Tree Farm also has fresh pre-cut trees just a mile away on Route 138. Remember, for your perfect Christmas tree, you've got to go to Gear's. You're listening to the best of the Stu Breyer Show. All calls have been pre-recorded. Well, let's say uh, hi to Felix Cavalier, who's on our line. They're they're touring again, the Rascals. Hi, Felix. Hello. How are you? We're doing good. You're a busy man, huh? Got the big tour? Well, I'm trying to be as busy as I can, thank goodness. Have they named any streets after you in New Jersey yet? <laughs> no. No. No, I, you know, I'm a New York uh, native, and I live in Tennessee, and I don't know, maybe they'll... See, the problem down in Tennessee is I, I, they really can't pronounce my name too well, so, you know. Well, I tell you, <laughs> can't put it up on... you're one of the most uh, popular groups or best-selling uh, rock groups in New Jersey, I bet, so someday we'll get some yeah, streets I'm, for I'm, you. Yeah, we, we've been very fortunate in the tri-state area. You know, I think they embraced us because, uh, uh, you know, basically at that time everybody was pretty much English. And here come these uh, guys with long hair that mm-hmm. come from uh, the neighborhood, so to speak. So I've always appreciated that, you know, that we kind of like fit into, you know, that tri-state area. So you're kind of like uh, men in school, were you teenagers when you started the group? No, no. Much later in life, we... Um, we uh, uh, we met in New York City. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like a circumstance where I was working with a band uh, that was uh, uh, backing up Joey D and the Starlighters, and a few of us, I asked them to join and, and do our own thing, and I met this wonderful drummer, uh, Dino Donnelly, who was, who was working in New York also, and uh, I said, well, listen, why don't we start something and try our own thing, and we got very lucky. It's great how that uh, mix uh, worked out. So you were still pretty young because you called yourselves the Young Rascals. So um, then you got a couple more guys in the group, and were you always writing the well, songs? Well, we were very fortunate. You know, like I say, I, I had an idea. You know, uh, so it's, a, it's kind of a long story, but I, I had uh, toured in England. Uh, I'm sorry, in Germany. Uh, and uh, prior to the Beatles coming to the United States, uh, I worked with them, uh, with Joey D and the Starlighters Band. They they actually were on the bill with Joey, and uh, that kind of uh, made me decide not to continue in college, but to uh, go out and try this uh, business with all these lovely ladies seem to be very excited about the group. I said, let mm-hmm. me try this. Sure, of course. Yeah. Why did, why did you call yourselves the Rascals or the Young Rascals? 
Well, the uh, the rascal's name came from an outside source. I don't know if you're familiar with the name Soupy Sales. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And I, we we uh, we approached Soupy Sales at his at his television station because we were trying to get discovered. And uh, he had a hit record, and we said, you know, Soupy, you really need a backup band, you know? And he said, no kidding, I've been all these years without a backup band. I never knew it. And he said, what do you call yourselves? And uh, we really didn't have a name. And after he kind of said to us, I know what I'd like to call you, but we couldn't put it on a marquee, he gave us the name. Oh, no kidding. Now, there's something that... Well, he had one song called, I think, Do the Mouse. I don't know, you didn't back up that yeah. one, right? Well, no, uh, we were asking to take the mouse on the road. Oh. In other words, if you are a band to reproduce the song on stage, and uh, he had another one in the back of that was called Buffalofica, which, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he was just such a great man. He was lovely, lovely human being, funny. And, you know, we laughed at everything he said, so he said to us, he said, you know what, this could work out. You laugh at every joke I say. This could work out very well. Sounds like Soupy would say something like that. Ah, uh, great. Great man, I miss him. I tell you, he was a lovely, lovely guy. So, Felix, did you write most of the Rascals' hits? Yeah, uh, basically, you know, after Good Lovin', uh, you know, we were kind of like in a world where, uh, uh, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Love and Spoonful and everybody was writing their own songs. Gave it a shot, and it worked. First song I remember by you guys, and I've been playing your tunes over 50 years, so it's great to talk with you. Um, Ain't Gonna Eat Your Heart Out Anymore, was that the first one? Well, it wasn't the first one we wrote. I, I mean, we wrote. Uh, that was the first one that we recorded. Mm -hmm. uh, we had not really uh, we had not really achieved the, uh, the status where we could try to write our own songs uh, because, you know, the record company had signed us, based on our uh, uh, nightclub appearances. They liked what they were hearing, you know, which was, you know, a Good Lovin', we had Bestang Sally, we had, you know, all these songs that we were covers, because in those days, the clubs demanded that you do covers. They did not. Raindrops are falling on my head and just like the guy's feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head And they keep falling So I just did me some talking to the sun And I said I didn't like the way he got things done He's sleeping on the job Raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. But there's. Well, let's one say uh, hi to Felix Cavalier, who's on our line. They're, they're touring again, the Rascals. Hi, Felix. Hello, how are you? We're doing good. You're a busy man, huh? Got the big tour? Well, I'm trying to be as busy as I can, thank goodness. Have they named any streets after you in New Jersey yet? <laughs> no. no. No, I, you know, I'm a New York uh, native, and I live in Tennessee, and I don't know, maybe they'll... See, the problem down in Tennessee is I, I, they really can't pronounce my name too well, so, you know. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> can't put it up on you're one of the most uh, popular groups or best-selling uh, rock groups in New Jersey, I bet, so someday we'll get some yeah, streets for you. Yeah, we, we've been very fortunate in the tri-state area. You know, I think they embraced us because, uh, uh, you know, basically at that time, everybody was pretty much English. 
and here come these uh, guys with long hair that mm-hmm. come from uh, the neighborhood, so to speak. So I've always appreciated that, you know, that we kind of like fit into, you know, that tri-state area. So you're kind of like uh, men in school, were you teenagers when you started the group? No, no. Much later in life, we um, we uh, uh, we met in New York City. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like a circumstance where I was working with a band uh, that was uh, uh, backing up Joey D and the Starlighters, and a few of us, I asked them to join and, and do our own thing, and I met this wonderful drummer, uh, Dino Donnelly, who was who was working in New York also, and uh, I said, well, listen, why don't we start something and try our own thing? And we got very lucky. It's great how that uh, mix uh, worked out. So you were still pretty young because you called yourselves the Young Rascals. So um, then you got a couple more guys in the group, and were you always writing the well, songs? Well, we were very fortunate. You know, like mm-hmm. I say, I, I had an idea. You know, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a long story, but I, I had uh, toured in England, I'm sorry, in Germany, uh, and uh, prior to the Beatles coming to the United States, uh, I worked with them, uh, with Joey D and the Starlighters Band. They they actually were on the bill with Joey, and uh, that kind of uh, made me decide not to continue in college, but to uh, go out and try this uh, business with all these lovely ladies seemed to be very excited about the group. I said, let mm-hmm. me try this. Sure, of course. Yeah. Why did, you, why did you call yourselves the Rascals or the Young Rascals? Well, the the rascal's name came from an outside source. I don't know if you're familiar with the name Soupy Sales. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Now, we we uh, we approached Soupy Sales at his at his television station because we were trying to get discovered, and uh, he had a hit record. And we said, you know, Soupy, you really need a backup band, you know. And he said, no kidding, I've been all these years without a backup band, I never knew it. And he said, what do you call yourselves? And uh, we really didn't have a name. And after he kind of said to us. I know what I'd like to call you, but we couldn't put it on a marquee. He gave us the name. Oh, no kidding. Now, there's something. Well, he had one song called, I think, Do the Mouse. I don't know. You didn't back up that one, right? (laughs) Well, no. uh, We were asking to take the mouse on the road. Oh. In other words, if you're a band to reproduce the song on stage... And uh, he had another one in the back of that was called Bafalafica, which, uh, Mm. you know... I mean, he was just such a great man. He was lovely, lovely human being. Funny... And, you know, we laughed at everything he said. So he said to us, he said, you know what? This could work out. You laugh at every joke I say. This could work out very well. Sounds like Soupy would say something like that. Ah, great, great man. I miss him. I tell you, he was a lovely, lovely guy. So, Felix, did you write most of the Rascals' hits? Yeah, uh, basically, you know, after Good Lovin', uh, you know, we were kind of like in a world where... uh, uh, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Love and Spoonful, and everybody was writing their own songs. Gave it a shot, and it worked. First song I remember by you guys, and I've been playing your tunes over 50 years, so it's great to talk with you. Um, Ain't Gonna Eat Your Heart Out Anymore, was that the first one? Well, it wasn't the first one we wrote. I mean, we wrote. Uh, that was the first one that we recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had not really... Uh, we had not really achieved the uh, the status where we could try to write our own songs uh, because, you know, the record company had signed us based on our uh, uh, nightclub appearances. They liked what they were hearing, you know, which was, you know, a Good Lovin', we had Bestang Sally, we had, you know, all these songs that we were covers because in those days the clubs demanded that you do covers. They did not want to hear originals. Mm-hmm. That changed, but that was the, uh, that was the way it was. 
I thought Good Good Lovin' was uh, an original by you guys, but that was recorded before? Oh, yes. It was mm-hmm. recorded a few times, but the, the version that was prior to us was by the Olympics. Oh, that was a that was that was a grabber that song immediately. I'm sure. Immediately, and uh, you know that's the that's the good thing about playing in front of an audience. You know, uh, basically, you know, you get an instant reaction to wow. You know, they like this one. You know, so the record company released it. It became number one. Well, that gives you a, a different kind of onus on your career because now the record company's got to pay a little attention to you. You know, mm. and so then we started writing, and we got very lucky because it's not easy. I imagine you've written a lot of songs, and uh, we'll talk about your tour in just a couple of minutes. Do you think that uh, with today's music, uh, you might want to record some songs that that you've had maybe for years? Well, you know, you never know. You never know with the new music because the music's changed quite a bit uh, from you know when when we were around. Uh, I continue to do. I, I just did an album uh, during this whole uh, pandemic situation, uh, uh, which is called Then and Now. And, you know, to try to make a premise, uh, basically uh, what the premise was, was uh, I'm going to take five old songs that really uh, influenced me, re-record them, and write five new songs that shows that influence. And, uh, you know, basically, you just keep, you know, if, if, if you like to create, which I do, you, got, you have to keep creating. And, and that's, fortunately, we can do that now out of our home. That's true. Yeah, well, all the equipment you can do at home. So let me brag about you for a second, uh, Felix. Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Musicians Hall of Fame, Grammy Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, Vocal Group Hall of Fame, Hit Parade Hall of Fame, and Hammond Hall Hall of Fame. Hammond Hall. I don't know about the Hammond. What is the Hammond? Organ. Hammond Organ. Oh, Hammond Organ. Okay. That's it's a pretty good resume. Yeah, I still can't I still can't hit a fastball though, you know? Yeah, well you hit a lot of you got a lot of hits anyway. Is there one yeah. particular Only from your friends at WICH Raindrops are falling on my head And just like the guy's feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head And they keep falling So I just did me some talking to the sun And I said I didn't like the way he got things done He's sleeping on the job Those raindrops are falling on my head And they keep falling But there's one thing I know The blues they send to greet me Won't defeat me It won't be long till happiness steps up to greet me Raindrops keep falling on my head that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red The cry is not for me Cause I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining Because I'm free Nothing's worrying me Nothing's worrying me 
raindrops keep falling on my head But that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red The cry is not for me Cause I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining Because I'm free Nothing's worrying me The following tones are part of the emergency alert system. Say uh, hi to Felix Cavalier, who's on our line. They're they're touring again, the Rascals. Hi, Felix. Hello. How are you? We're doing good. You're a busy man, huh? Got the big tour. Well, I'm trying to be as busy as I can. Thank goodness. Have they named any streets after you in New Jersey yet? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a New York uh, native, and I live in Tennessee, and I don't know. Maybe they'll see the problem down in Tennessee is I, I, they they really can't pronounce my name too well. So you know, well, I'm telling <laughs> they you, can't put it up on. You're one of the most uh, popular groups or best-selling uh, rock groups in New Jersey, I bet. So someday we'll get some yeah, streets I'm, for I'm, you. Yeah, we we've been very fortunate in the tri-state area. You know, I think they embraced us because uh, uh, you know basically at that time everybody was pretty much English. And here come these uh, guys with long hair that mm-hmm. come from uh, the neighborhood, so to speak. So I've always appreciated that, you know, that we kind of like fit into, you know, that tri-state area. So you're kind of like uh, men in school, were you teenagers when you started the group? No, no. Much later in life, we um, we uh, uh, we met in New York City. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like a circumstance where I was working with a band uh, that was... Uh, uh, backing up Joey D and the Starlighters, and a few of us, I asked them to join and, and do our own thing. And I met this wonderful drummer, uh, Dino Donnelly, who was who was working in New York also. And uh, I said, "Well, listen, why don't we start something and try our own thing?" And we got very lucky. It's great how that uh, mix uh, worked out. So you were still pretty young because you called yourselves the Young Rascals. So um, then you got a couple more guys in the group and. Were you always writing the well, songs? We were very fortunate, you know. Like I say, I, I had an idea, you know. Uh, uh, it's a, it's kind of a long story, but I I had uh, toured in England. Uh, I'm sorry, in Germany, uh, and uh, prior to the Beatles coming to the United States, uh, I worked with them uh, with Joey D and the Starlighters band. They they actually were on the bill with Joey, and uh, that kind of uh, made me decide not to continue in college but to uh, go out and try this uh, business with all these lovely ladies seem to be very excited about the group. I said, let mm-hmm. me try this. Sure, of course. Yeah. Why did, you, why did you call yourselves the Rascals or the Young Rascals? Well, the, the Rascals name came from an outside source. I don't know if you're familiar with the name Soupy Sales. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we, uh, we approached Soupy Sales at his, at his television station because we were trying to get discovered. And uh, he had a hit record, and we said, you know, Soupy, you really need a backup band, you know? And he said, no kidding, I've been all these years without a backup band. I never knew it. And he said, what do you call yourselves? And uh, we really didn't have a name. And after he kind of said to us, 
I know what I'd like to call you, but we couldn't put it on a marquee. He gave us the name. Oh, no kidding. Now, there's something that... Well, he had one song called, I think, Do the Mouse. I don't know. You didn't back up that yeah. one, right? <laughs> well, no. Uh, we were asking to take the mouse on the road. Oh. In other words, if you are a band mm-hmm. to reproduce the song on stage, and uh, he had another one in the back of that was called Buffalofica, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he was just such a great man. He was lovely, lovely human being, funny. And, you know, we laughed at everything he said. So he said to us, he said, you know what? This could work out. You laugh at every joke I say. This could work out very well. Sounds like Soupy would say something like that. Ah, great, great man. I miss him. I tell you, he was a lovely, lovely guy. So, Felix, did you write most of the Rascals' hits? Yeah, uh, basically, you know, after Good Lovin', uh, you know, we were kind of like in a world where, uh, uh, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Love and Spoonful and everybody was writing their own songs. Gave it a shot, and it worked. First song I remember by you guys, and I've been playing your tunes over 50 years, so it's great to talk with you. Um, Ain't Gonna Eat Your Heart Out Anymore, was that the first one? Well, it wasn't the first one we wrote. I I mean, we wrote. uh, That was the first one that we recorded. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had not really really achieved the the status where we could try to write our own songs uh, because, you know, the record company had signed us, based on our uh, uh, nightclub appearances. They liked what they were hearing, you know, which was you know, a good loving. We had Bistang Sally. We had, you know, all these songs that we were covers. Because in those days, the clubs demanded that you do covers. They did not want to hear originals. Mm-hmm. That changed, but that was the uh, that was the way it was. I thought Good, good Lovin' was uh, an original by you guys, but that was recorded before? Oh, yes. It was recorded a few times, but the, the version that was prior to us was by the Olympics. Oh, that was a that was that was a grabber. That song immediately. I'm sure. Immediately, and uh, you know that's the that's the good thing about playing in front of an audience. You know, uh, basically, you know, you get an instant reaction to wow. You know, they like this one. You know, so the record company released it. It became number one. Well, that gives you a, a different kind of onus on your career because now the record company's got to pay a little attention to you, you know? Mm. And so then we started writing and we got very lucky because it's not easy. I imagine you've written a lot of songs and uh, we're going to talk about your tour in just a couple of minutes. Do you think that uh, with today's music uh, you might want to record some songs that that you've had maybe for years? Well, you know, you never know. You never know with the new music because the music's changed quite a bit uh, from you know when when we were around. Uh, I continue to do. I, I just did an album uh, during this whole uh, pandemic situation, uh, uh, which is called Then and Now. And you know, to try to make a premise, uh, basically uh, what the premise was was uh, I'm going to take five old songs that really influenced me, re-record them, and write five new songs that shows that influence. And, uh, you know, basically, you just keep, you know, if, if, if you like to create, which I do, you, got, you have to keep creating. And, and that's, fortunately, we can do that now out of our home. That's true. Yeah, well, all the equipment you can do at home. So let me brag about you for a second, uh, Felix. Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Musicians Hall of Fame, Grammy Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, Vocal Group Hall of Fame, Hit Parade Hall of Fame and Hammond Hall Hall of Fame. Hammond Hall. I don't know about the Hammond. What is the Hammond? Organ. 
Hammond organ. Oh, Hammond organ. Okay. Yeah. That's it's a pretty good resume. Yeah, I still can't. I still can't hit a fastball, though. You know. Yeah. Well, you hit a lot. Of, you got a lot of hits anyway. Is there one yeah. particular yeah. song that you're most proud of that you wrote? Well, right now, you know, with the current situation in our world, I've got. I've got to say, you know, like people got to be free is uh, something I'm proud of because I still. I still believe that. You know, uh, that's part of the uh, premise of this uh, tour that we're doing. It's called Time Peace. Mm-hmm. And the P E A C E because I think it's time for peace. So I think that song there in particular, uh, you know, uh, I, I I just really wish we could get that point across. Now, have you been on a sabbatical or have you been entertaining all these years uh, since your hits, or is this a new thing? That no, I, I've, I've been entertaining uh, uh, all these years, uh, uh, pretty much on my own. You know, uh, uh, without the uh, the other fellows in the band because of a number of reasons. Uh, some mm-hmm. of them retired way back, and really, uh, then some of them have health issues. Uh, we're going out now with uh, Gene Cornish, who uh, had a little setback a few years back uh, on stage. He he uh, had a little bit of a heart attack there, and so basically we're hoping he wants to go back to work. We're going to try it. But no, I never stopped. I kept going all the years because, uh, first of all, there's an audience out there that, that wants to hear it, and the second of all, all musicians... We're going to work until we can't. Well, good for you. And uh, I'm glad you're yeah. still uh, doing your thing. So you'll be touring in, um, in the area pretty soon this month. Tell us about that. Well, uh, you know, we, we, we're doing mostly East Coast, you know, and basically we're, we're kind of looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of the people that we haven't seen in a while because of COVID. You know, we haven't really... Uh, been able to uh, get out there, you know? So, uh, basically, uh, the idea is that do the people want to come out? Are they feel hunted? Do they feel healthy enough? Do they feel safe enough? I hope so. You know, we had a bond in those years, a uh, musical bond with our audience. We didn't have internet or iPhones or social media, but our, our generations were pretty much united behind the music you know they heard all, all the different musics from all over the you know britain and the united states i try to recreate that live you know so you're going to be in uh, well we're in connecticut you're going to be in connecticut on the 12th new york i see westbury new jersey new jersey yeah new york barry pennsylvania yeah. so you've got quite a, a great schedule the the key that for just about any act in those days was to get on one at the time one of the most popular television shows Ed Sullivan what was that was like what was that like very interesting very interesting first of all it started on a monday morning approximately 7 a.m. we rehearsed every single day saturday night they had a complete show in front of a lot of, of an audience but not televised and then Sunday was the event, was the actual televised. And he screwed it up every time, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. He was a real stickler. It was live, you know. And yeah. basically, in, in those days, you know, nowadays they tape everything. So basically, you know, you, if you make a mistake, you just do it over. But in those days, it was literally live. So what would happen is, you know, he would, uh, he would see someone in the audience and he would just lose his train of thought, and there goes 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, the act next, the next act's got to make it up, you know? So it was very, very hectic backstage. Uh, it was fun. I mean, we enjoyed it. I, I mean, 
was you know something we grew up with. We saw all these different people every Sunday night at eight eight p.m. in New York, and uh, uh, I, we did it about six times. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say that he must really, really like you guys for him to do that six times. Six times, and uh, you know, uh, it, it was interesting. He, he was an interesting man. You know, he was an older, obviously, generation. I don't think he really knew. Uh, what hit him when we hit the stage? You know? <laughs> but he was always kind to us, and you know, uh, we you know he never really smiled too much at us, but he was there for us. That's really great. I so many stories with him. I remember Tom Edwards had a Tommy Edwards had it's all in the game song, and they were running late, yeah. so he had to do it almost like he was on seventy eight record and speed oh, through yeah. it. Oh yeah, you remember that? Well, you know that. I remember because, you know, the Jackie Mason thing is another one, too, oh, yeah. you know. It's because of the time uh, uh, problems, you know. I mean, you only have so much time, and, uh, you know, basically, you know, if he talks, like I say, for 15, 20 seconds over, you've got a problem, mm. you know. It was an interesting time. But nowadays, of course, it's a whole different ballgame. But it was fun. It was really fun. I've got a lot of, a lot of really great memories, which I put in that book that I wrote, you know, because... You know, my dad would come down to the show, and, you know, here he was backstage seeing stars that he had seen on television, you know, in the green room. It was fun. Felix, tell me about the book that you wrote. I know that uh, Gene Cornish wrote a book as well. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And tell me about your book. Well, basically, what happened, uh, basically, is, is during 2013, we did this tour. Uh, we did a Broadway show called Once Upon a Dream. During that, uh, there were press conferences with the four of us, and, and I noticed that every single one of us had a different answer for the same question. Like, for example, the name, how'd you get the name? Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'd better write something down because I could have sworn I was there, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what, started that's what started it. And then I realized that basically, it, Rascals, with all due respect, was only five or six years of my life. I've been here for a while, you know, so I wrote about, you know, my uh, kind of like start in uh, New York State uh, from Pelham to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's pretty much the title. It's uh, it's uh, called A Memoir of a Rascal, and I was fortunate enough to have uh, the estate of Linda McCartney uh, let me use one of the photos that she took of me during uh, during the 60s. That's great. That's the, those books are great. I'm, I'm glad that you've got one. I we only have a little time, but one of our listeners, I think, wants to say something to you. Hi, WICH. Would you like to uh, say something to Felix? Yes, I heard you mention um, Soupy Sales. Yeah, and Soupy Sales agent, a lady, went stayed at our family's bed and breakfast in Grant Long Point, Connecticut, wow. and she told uh, how things were and stuff. Do you know her name? Because we'd like to get in touch with her again. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my goodness! We don't uh, there's, 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 there's a. Uh, I don't. Fortunately, he's not around, so I can ask him. You know, but uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe yeah. we can use the old internet to Google something and find that. You can find just about anything there. So, um, let's talk about how people can get tickets to your shows, and uh, of course, your book is available everywhere. I assume. Well, pretty much Amazon is, is doing the, the, the brunt of it for us, right, these days. The uh, the uh, book uh, industry is a little different than it used to be. I mean, there's not a lot of book signings, although we're trying to do a few of them. Uh, there's not a lot of bookstores. 
So I would say Amazon.com or FelixCavalieryMusic.com mm-hmm. is the best uh, place to get it. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's been really, really interesting uh, because of the fact that, you know, we've been locked up for a few years here. I bring the book to the shows and I sign them and, okay. you know... Uh, you know, basically, uh, it, it's a whole different world. Online, online. I probably will do a uh, audible uh, book. It, it seems to be people maybe you know much easier for them to download it and read it and hear it rather than read it. It's a great interest in wanting to know the inside stuff of uh, favorite groups. So, I think people would be uh, very much up for that. So, when yeah. you had a song well, that. When you had a song that was a hit, did you did you keep watching Billboard to see if it would hit number one? Well, you know, those days it was really, really interesting, you know, watching the Billboard and the cash box we had in those days. Uh, there's a lot more to that process than people know, hmm. you know, behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, and, you know, the learning of that process from a from an industry standpoint rather than from a musician standpoint was really, really interesting. You know, because, um, you know, uh, the number one is a really interesting number because your your price goes up, you know, for live performances. Hmm. Uh, at, and, and how do you get to number one? Hey, there's a subject for another book. Oh, I'd love that one. I'd love to learn more about that. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. There's a subject. So you could yeah. be number two for 20 weeks, but it's all about the number one, huh? It really is, you know, and it's kind of funny, you know, because, uh, you know, when you're a young guy, you know, coming up in the music industry, you don't know anything about these things. And then you find out and you say, hmm, wow, pretty interesting world we live in. Well, I'd love to talk deeper with you sometime about that. That's, you know, that was kind of like our Bible in the early days on radio, that's for sure. Sure, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like anything else. I mean, uh, you know, with all due respect, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, ways to get to the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. And it's not always by the fact that it's a great song. Politics? You got it, my friend. Bingo! <laughs> As you get to know Dick Clark, uh, did you get to know Dick Clark uh, well? Or Absolutely. Uh, a lovely guy. I mean, seriously, smart, intelligent, hardworking, creative. Yeah. Always in your corner. I mean, if you start off with Dick Clark, man, Dick Clark takes care of you. You know, another one is Cousin Brucey, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had so many really good friends over the years. Some of them are not here anymore, Murray the K. You know, this jockey's played an important part in our life, and certainly Dick Clark did. Brucey's, I think Brucey's playing oldies in New York again. He's back on 77 ABC, yeah. believe it or not. You know, I mean, you know, it really is, is wonderful. We... We befriended him. He befriended us way back, and he's still there for you. You know, I mean, I miss DJs. You know, Murray the K was a good friend, and you know, all the guys from the New York band, the uh, the good guys, WMCA, and yeah, you know, WNEW, Scott Muni. I mean, we've been very fortunate you know, over the years. We had some great personalities on radio. I grew up you know, with and, all and, of them. Yeah, they help you. They help you. All right, one last call, and I we talk just about your tickets. And hi, uh, WICH. You have a question for Felix? Yes, uh, I did. Uh, I uh, loved his music. I back growing up in the late '60s. I uh, I uh, wore out the eight tracks uh, on his uh, <laughs> greatest, greatest hits album. It was fantastic. Thanks. I'm sure. I had, a, I had a question on the, on the drummer. Uh, he he was unbelievable. Then. 
to our lunchtime oldies coming up give you an opportunity to hear some of your favorite songs and yes December 1st so we got some Christmas music coming up as well stick around for that hope you enjoyed our interviews and uh, we'll get back with you live on the lunchtime break currently 41 degrees today we should hit a high of 44 tonight 25 to 38 Mostly sunny and uh, calmer tomorrow, 47. Right now it is 44 degrees. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310. Morning Houseburger, weekdays 6 till 10 on your home for you. Content WICH Norwich at 94.5 W233DB Norwich. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. As Tisha Stevens reports, a federal appeals court rejects a Biden administration request to revive the student loan forgiveness plan. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans declined to pause an earlier ruling by a Texas judge. The Biden administration wanted the ruling put on hold during the appeals process, but the federal three-judge panel said no. But they did call for the appeal to be heard on an expedited basis. Tasha Stevens reporting. Also at townhall.com, President Biden hosting French President Macron for a state visit at the White House today. It's the first state visit of the Biden presidency and features all of the diplomatic pageantry of such an event from Oval Office talks, a joint news conference with the leaders, and a glitzy state dinner. Presidents Biden and Macron will have plenty to discuss. Russia's war against Ukraine, Iran's nuclear program, tensions with China, and more. That's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. That joint news conference is scheduled for to begin shortly. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits came back down last week and continues to hover around levels, suggesting the U.S. labor market has been largely unaffected by the Fed's aggressive interest rate hikes. Applications for jobless aid fell to 225,000 for the week ending November 26. That's a decline of 16,000 from the previous week, according to the Labor Department. A measure of inflation that is closely monitored by the Federal Reserve eased but remained at an elevated level in October. The report from the Commerce Department showed that prices rose 6% in October from a year earlier. That was down from 6.3% year-over-year increase in September. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 294 points. The Nasdaq is off a dozen. More at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. 
Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Some $3.1 billion donated to charitable causes in the U.S. in the 24 hours that are called Giving Tuesday. The movement to donate on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving started as a hashtag in 2012. Ten years later, it's become a staple of fundraising for nonprofits. Asha Kern is the CEO of the organization Giving Tuesday, which grew out of the hashtag. She said despite a difficult economic year, people were as generous as they had the capacity to be. Correspondent Jeremy House. The top union officials have warned Elon Musk that Twitter needs to beef up to protect users from hate speech, misinformation, and other harmful content to avoid violating new rules. The EU's commissioner for digital policy told Musk that the social media platform will have to significantly increase efforts to comply with the rules or face big fines. Breaking news at townhall.com. Haley Gonzalez. Names were read. Madison. And bells were London. rung at a vigil for slain classmates at the University of Idaho Stadium in Moscow Wednesday night. Father Steve Gonzalez, speaking to the University of Idaho, says his daughter Kaylee and fellow stabbing victim Madison Mogan had been best friends. So then they went to high school together. Then they started looking at colleges. They came here together. They eventually get into the same apartment together. And in the end, they died together in the same room. In the no suspects have been named. A massive fire broke out at a San Antonio truck stop earlier today. That blazed at the Flying J Travel Center near Interstate 10. No injuries reported after the early morning fire. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Once there was an oldie show hosted by Stu Breyer. Okay, good day. It's our Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties. Uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song, in case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. Oh, Jesus. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, good. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, eh? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Oh, yeah. More. The fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, the golden Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toques. Smoke, yeah, folks. 
I keep forgetting. Okay. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go home. Oh, the eight day day when the true gave to me. Eight comic books, seven packs of smokes, six packs of two for five. Okay, day uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden tooth, four pounds of bag, and three French toast, two turtleneck, and a beer in a tree. remember that in the original lyrics, but welcome to our Stu Breyer Lunchtime Oldie Break, WICHAM and FM. Have a little fun with us for the next hour, mixing up some country music as well. I'm in love with the girl that I'm talking about. Here's Grand Funk. I'm in love with the girl I To be in
Sorry about the timing, guys. Uh, Grand Funk Railroad, Stu Breyer with you at WICH. Maybe we're doing a little tree decorating. We'll get you in the mood with some of our music here today. Just straighten out that uh, star on the top of the tree just a little more to the right, okay? So many Christmas songs with this title. It's a good present. All I want for Christmas is you. Santa Claus's bag is going to be bringing people now 
Only one for Christmas is you. All right, Santa. Let's uh, take a weather break here. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly sunny, windy, wind chill, 25 to 35, actual high today, 44. The wind will diminish overnight tonight down to 27. Mostly sunny tomorrow, calmer wind, 47. Rain on Saturday, 58, another windy day. And then mostly sunny and breezy on Sunday with a high of 48. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. Listen now. Here's some important information about your Medicare coverage. If you're turning 65 or retiring from work in the next year, the team at Jane Ryan Insurance Group can guide you through the health and Medicare insurance maze. We can walk you through the Medicare process and help you pick the plan that's fitting for you and your needs. At Jane Ryan Insurance Group, because we're local, we know your doctor network, we know your plan options, and we know how to ensure your prescriptions are covered. With Jane Ryan Insurance Group, you have a local expert that you can talk to that can explain options and help you make your decision. To be honest, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here to help you make the right Medicare decisions based on your situation and help you buy the coverage you need. Find out more at JaneRyanInsurance.com or talk to a local expert face-to-face. Route 85, South Main Street in Colchester. Jane Ryan Insurance Group. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options. Beautiful reunions with loved ones are what the holiday season is all about. And for nearly 50 years here at Country Carpenters, it's been our privilege to help you welcome them home. Aunts and uncles, cousins and friends, the children, the luggage, the dogs, they all have a place with you. Whether it's a quiet loft to hide Santa's gifts or a warm, rustic wooden place to gather, decorate, and build memories, our post and beam barns and carriage houses will shelter all that you value. Country Carpenters on Route 85 in Hebron and at countrycarpenters.com. Well, it's December 1st, and that means all little boys and girls decide, well, it's getting too close to Christmas, so we've got to be really goody, 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 and not be bad, not be naughty. So, officially today... Get out of the naughty zone and don't be bad to me. If you ever leave me, I'll be sad and blue. Don't you ever leave me, I'm so in love with you. The birds in the sky would be sad and lonely if they knew that I'd lost my one and only they'd be sad. If you're bad. Crying, they'd be sad. Don't be bad to me. The 
Jones and Gladys Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at CrohnsColitisFoundation.org. Just as long as you let me know, you won't be bad to me. So the birds in the sky won't be sad and lonely because they know that I've got my one and only. They'll be glad you're not bad. the season, so don't be bad, because you know who's watching you, besides the IRS. It's Santa Claus. Boy, this year we have hundreds and hundreds of varied Christmas songs to play along with the season. I mean, songs by just about everybody. So enjoy that, uh, because I think we have the biggest list of Christmas songs ever recorded right here on WICH AM and FM with some of your favorite performers. So let's uh, get a song by Gene Autry. Of course, he's best known for Rudolph, but he also had another big Christmas hit. I remember growing up and thinking, wow, if it doesn't snow on Christmas, good grief. Santa works all day in his workshop Making lots of games and toys Then one day he hops in his sleigh To bring them to the girls and boys Santa's just as nice as he can be There's just one little thing that worries me If it doesn't snow on Christmas How is Santa gonna use his sleigh? In case of rain, will there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how will Santa get around to us? If he breaks down on his way to town, will they let him use a bus? I've sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I'd really feel much better if I knew he could fly a plane. People say he has eight reindeer for the sleigh he's driving here. But how'll he go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this year?
If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how is Santa gonna use his sleigh? In case of rain, will there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how will Santa get around to us? If he breaks down on his way to town, will they let him use a bus? I've sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I'd really feel much better if I knew he could fly a plane. People say he has eight reindeer for the sleigh he's driving here. But how he'd go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this year? Don't be a worry, Wart. Cutting your own Christmas tree is a great tradition that builds memories for the whole family. Start your family's tradition at Gear Tree Farm in Griswold. With over 100 beautiful acres of award-winning trees, you'll find the perfect one for you. The Gear family works hard all year round on their manicured fields and gravel roads to provide easy access and ensure the perfect tree cutting experience that the whole family will enjoy. Gear Tree Farm is open from 8 to 4, starting the day after Thanksgiving. The Gear family business was founded more than 60 years ago by Dave, passed to sons Rick and Tom, and now joined by third-generation Bo. Together, they ensure your Christmas tree cutting experience is the best around. Gear Tree Farm is located at 141 Norman Road. And for your convenience, Gear Tree Farm also has fresh pre-cut trees just a mile away on Route 138. Remember, for your perfect Christmas tree, you've got to go to Gear's. Another great artist has passed, Christy McVie of Fleetwood Mac. So we've been uh, tossing a few of her songs out today on our program. Here's uh, the Fleetwood Mac famous group.
And you say uh, that you love me. All right, that's Fleetwood Mac on WICH. Stu Breyer with you, and uh, we're spinning some... Well, you won't spin them anymore. Well, we spin some of them. We still have a record player, so there is a little spinning going on. Here's Reba McIntyre from her Christmas album. She's so talented, she has two of them. Natalie Radio, WICH Weather. Windy, wind chill, 25. Night tonight. Okay, we have a little problem there that uh, we will try to correct for you as soon as possible. So stay with us, WICH AM 1310 and FM 94.5. It was such a pretty song. Maybe we can get it back for you here with uh, Reba McIntyre, because I don't want her to get mad at me. She's uh, got some connections, if you know what I mean. Here she is, round two, with a little luck.
she sings that, I think she means it, doesn't she, huh? That, of course, is Reba McIntyre. Stu's Lunchtime Oldie Break at WICH. Mixing them up for you. Get you into the mood for the uh, Christmas season on this December the 1st. And you know it's flying by very quickly. So what's on your list, huh? Shopping at Strawberry Fields. Beatles wrote a few songs about, uh, you know, where they grew up with. There was Penny Lane, which was a street that they knew, and there was also a place called Strawberry Fields. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Nothing is real Strawberry Fields, don't forget to bring your shortcake and your whipped cream. Fields forever. Sue Dubs from the Uncas Health District is going to be my guest after the news at 1 o'clock with a little update on something we need to be very aware of as the flu season is exploding and there are shots available to protect you. In the meantime, it's time for a sing-along with Mitch Miller and his guys. We had a gang, you know that? Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. 
That's one gang you don't have to be afraid of, Mitch Miller's gang, right? Don't they get too close to you, they'll start singing in your ear. Uh, those words we remember well, don't we, through the years? Them. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. When your ride isn't running right... That's when you should run right to Quersh's Auto Repair. You'll get honest, upfront answers and great service because their experienced and highly trained techs know exactly what they're doing. There'll be no surprises because every customer gets a complete written estimate before the work begins, so you're never hit with an unexpected expense. From alignments to oil changes to certified emissions repairs, Corsha's can do it all with the right combination of the latest technology and good old-time service. They know your time is valuable, so they get the job done right the first time and in a timely manner. Do you need to service your Subaru? Take it to Corsha's. Their new Subaru specialist has over 30 years of experience. Corsha's Auto Repair, 8th and North Main in Norwich. Keeping your ride running from grill to tailpipe for over 30 years. Find us online at Corsha'sAutoRepair.com. That's Q-U-E-R-C-I-A-S AutoRepair.com. Here's Mr. Roy Orbison, one of his uh, very first hit recordings. Song he wrote called Only the Lonely. I was just losing, uh, looking through the uh, 
big Christmas list that we have this year is about 50 versions of Little Drummer Boy. It's really amazing. We've come up with more Christmas songs than ever to entertain you during the Christmas season. So keep it here at WICH AM and FM. I am astonished looking at this list. We've got about 40 silent nights. <laughs> and, of course, some humorous Christmas songs. Because you have to have your sense of humor when things are getting a little bit, uh, you know, people are getting uh, uptight because things are not looking perfect for the particular moment. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of settles in a little bit. And this is one of the great Christmas songs that you can sing any time of the year. Singers, WICH with Stu. We take our lunchtime oldie break from noon to one. Get away from it all and uh, put on some good tunes we think you'll enjoy. Especially when you have singers like Fats Domino. Not only it's a good song, but he's got a whole lot of loving for you.
It's a nice present, huh? Thanks, uh, Fats Domino. Take a good look at Santa this year. Does he look familiar? Hmm? My Buck Owens, and uh, done that time by Travis Tritt on Stu's Lunchtime Oldie Break at WICH. One of the big gifts when we were kids, right? Especially the guys we got little red wagons for Christmas. Everybody in the street had a red wagon. And I remember uh, Ella Fitzgerald had a song about a red wagon. So I just thought I might play it today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kelly's takes great pleasure in presenting... The First Lady of Song, Miss Ella Fitzgerald. And Eddie, Eddie. Thank you. Red wagon. So just 
You left me for is tired of you Baby, why call me? Cause I'm tired too It's your red wagon It's your red wagon So just keep dragging your red, red wagon along When you finally learn That you get burned when you play with a polite way of saying get lost with your problems. Ella Fitzgerald, Stu Breyer with a real classic. Anybody getting a red wagon for this Christmas? Hmm? Very handy thing to have around. You ride your toys around. Here's Bobby Vinton. Please love me at least forever. Please love me forever. Forget me ever Just listen to my plea Please don't stop loving me You're in my dreams nightly Don't take my love lightly Begging on bended knees Please don't stop loving me Oh, when I lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord your love I'll keep If I should die before I wake I'll come back for you, that's no mistake, oh I'll love you forever, can't forget. 
forget you ever Our love was meant to be Please don't stop loving me Loving me Please Don't stop Loving Me Well now that he put it that way Here's one of the great instrumentals of all time Listen to the background You'll really think you're on a sleigh ride next and then we're scheduled to be talking with Sue Dubs from the Uncas Health District. A very important health issue we're going to talk about. Your number one local connection, WICHAM 1310 Norwich. Watch the whip there, huh? 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. The ride is over. It's now coming up to 1 o'clock and hang news for you. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The House passing a bipartisan bill aimed at heading off a national rail strike. Correspondent Ben Thomas reports. The joint resolution is passed. The bill would bind rail companies and workers to a deal brokered by the Biden administration in September, but voted down by four of the 12 unions involved. Democrats aligned with labor have criticized Biden's move to intervene, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi responded by adding a second vote, adding seven days per year of paid sick leave for rail workers. That measure passed by a much narrower margin, 221 to 207, with Republicans overwhelmingly opposed. It now goes to the Senate, and White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says... He does not support any bill uh, or amendment that will delay getting this bill to his desk uh, by this Saturday. 
and Thomas Washington. Also at townhall.com. President Macron and Brigitte, members of the French delegation, distinguished guests, it's an honor, a genuine honor to host you for the first state visit of my administration. President Biden welcoming French President Emmanuel Macron to the White House. That visit will conclude with the first state dinner of the Biden administration. Mauna Loa, the world's largest active volcano, erupting again. Lava is slowly approaching a major thoroughfare connecting the Big Island's east and west sides. Hawaii County's Director of Civil Defense, Talmadge Magno, says the county has no current plans to try to divert the lava flow, but he has had discussion about it. And it's now official. The college football playoff says it will expand to a 12-team event starting in 2024. On Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 224 points, but the NASDAQ is ahead four. More at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Spain stepping up security at public buildings after the discovery of four letter bombs in the last week. The Ukrainian foreign ministry has called on all its embassies to tighten security. Another reportedly similar device was sent to a military base outside Madrid, and another went to a weapons manufacturer in the city of Zaragoza. Neither exploded. Meanwhile, police have revealed that a device was sent to Spain's prime minister, Pedro Sanchez, a week ago. It was discovered before it could detonate. The destinations of these letter bombs have raised questions as to whether they could be linked to Spanish support for Ukraine against Russia. BBC correspondent Guy Hedgeko. In Germany, a 72-year-old woman arrested after she allegedly switched off a hospital roommate's ventilator twice because she was annoyed by the sound it made. The woman jailed on suspicion of attempted manslaughter in the city of Mannheim. Breaking news at townhall.com. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Welcome back to our program. And uh, let's get away from the unbearable news and talk to Sue Dobbs uh, from the Uncas Health District. Hi, Sue. Hi, Stu. How are you? Well, pretty good. I still have that um, forever cough that I've had for two months now. Yeah. And people have been saying, oh, yeah, my, I've had that, or I know somebody who's had that. Is there a name for it? I have a few names I'd like to give it. But, uh, <laughs> are there a few um, names? We haven't heard um, an official name for it other than it is lingering and annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And <clears throat> as far as... I bet those were the two words you were going to use, right? Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, you know, everybody's got a 
remedy for it is uh is there anything that uh or you just have to let it run its course I think you do need to let it run its course. Um, For some folks, if it's a dry cough, certainly increasing your fluid intake can help loosen up those secretions and Mm -hmm. get them easier to cough up and out of your lungs. Um, Another option is trying a humidifier in the room where you sleep. Um, And you might not want to have it on all night, but if you can turn it on for about an hour or so before you go to bed with the door closed and then turn it off when you're going to bed, that might also help. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, multiple over-the-counter preparations that you can get for just a cough. Um, you know, there's so many different combinations of over-the-counter stuff that you can get. I'll say I've coughed but, up a lot of money for it, yeah. Yeah, but you, you also want to kind of pick the formula that's right for the symptoms you're having. If you're not having all of the symptoms listed on the bottle, Mm -hmm. that's not the product for you. There are some that are just for a cough, and um, they can be cough suppressants or expectorants. So cough suppressants do exactly what it says. They help to suppress the cough so you can get some sleep. Cough expectorants help to loosen up the congestion in your chest and make it easier to cough up, but they work much better when you drink a lot of fluid with them. So that's uh, you know certainly that's what people need to do. I've certainly heard that from many doctors. And yeah. uh, drink a lot of water. It's easy not to, but you should. We should. <laughs> yep, it, it is hard to. Um, you know, most people don't drink nearly enough water or fluids in a day. Um, it is helpful to know it doesn't always just have to be water. Mm-hmm. It can be some of the fun stuff too, like freezy pops or yogurt or jello or ice cream. Although ice cream, if you have a congested cough, sometimes the the milky um, substances will make it a little thicker and harder to cough up. But um, you know, uh, juices, hot tea. Uh, some people say hot tea with a little bit of honey in it. Mm-hmm. Um, is also helpful, although we don't give honey to anyone under the age of one because their little systems aren't quite ready for it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, actually, honey in a child under the age of one can cause something called botulism, believe oh, it or God. not. It's good so, to know that for sure. Yeah. So try to put that news out in the universe so that um, mm-hmm. parents don't give their, their children honey. Um, but it's certainly good for um, folks in our age group that ni- like a nice hot cup of tea with a little bit of tea in it, or with a little bit of honey in it. Sometimes soothes the throat, especially if you've been coughing a lot. So, are you finding, as I am talking with people and physicians and uh, you know different physicians, on that this is seems to be more common this year? These yes. coughs. I am definitely hearing that, and I think you know. You've heard a lot of um, the fact that we've got three respiratory viruses at play here. We've got the flu, we've got COVID, and we've got um, RSV, or respiratory syncytial virus. And the three of them are sort of circulating at the same time, which is, I mean, we do get multiple respiratory viruses that circulate in other years, but I think this year, um, flu in particular has been really uh, ramped up. Uh, I haven't seen numbers like this in the whole time that I've been at the Uncas Health District, and that's a little over eight flu seasons. Um, So I think 
the fact that we were well masked over the last couple of years and doing all the things we did to help prevent um, COVID, actually we did a really good job of helping to prevent flu as well. And now that some of those restrictions have been relaxed, I think flu has seen its opportunity to kind of jump into the crowd again. And um, just to give you an idea, just within the Uncas Health District, which is essentially the northern tier of New London County, um, I have 425 flu reports. Um, and I stress the word reports because that doesn't mean that I get a report for every single case that's out in the community. Sure. These are only the people that are going to get tested. Not everybody goes to get a flu test. A lot of people choose to ride it out at home and they you know, stay in bed for a few days, take some flu medicine, and then they get better and go back to work or school. But 425 reports just since the week ending November 5th, the biggest season I've had since I've been here had just over 800 reports for the year, for the season. Mm. And I have 425 for the month of November. I saw those stats and I started shivering. So, um, you know, every year the vaccine varies a little bit. And mm-hmm. and I got my vaccine and everybody I know got the vaccine and still others who had the vaccine, they have come down with it. How yeah. uh, close is it to uh, knocking off this particular uh, flu this year? So I haven't really seen any solid statistics yet saying, you know, what percentage effective the vaccine is. What I do think happened is a lot of people were surprised at how early we started to see flu cases because normally we don't start to see flu cases. You know, they sort of start trickling in around the end of November, beginning of December, and then it really starts to pick up about mid-January. This is a particularly early and rapid rise in flu cases. Um, I was on the state health call yesterday and they told us that they've had over 8,000 cases so far this year, um, over 100 people hospitalized, and the first death, I think most people heard that it was announced um, mm-hmm. earlier this week, uh, a death here in New London County. But uh, th- the numbers are just kind of overwhelming. Um, and I will say that, I, you know, I kind of track the different age groups that are affected. The highest affected group out of 425 reports that I have, 193 of those are in kids aged 5 to 17. Oh. So that's your school age kids. Mm-hmm. And the next group right after that is the 18 to 49 year olds, and they make up 108 of the 425. Because they're more apt to be out and catching it, I guess. Right. Um, and surprisingly, um, you know, the, the next two age groups, the 50 to 64 and the 65 plus, are kind of holding at about 30 for each of those two age groups. But the zero to four-year-olds, so the little, little ones, um, and remembering you can't get a, a flu shot until you're six months old, but we've got 62 uh, reports for kids in that age group. And, you know, when, when they're that young, their lungs are not fully developed. Um, so something like the flu, and heaven forbid they get RSV on top of that, we really need to worry about the little ones. So, you know, if you know you're going to be around um, little ones, 
and you're not feeling well, please wear a mask and, and better yet, wait till you're feeling better to be around them. Yeah. Um, I, I think with the recent Thanksgiving holiday and a lot of people traveled and spent time together with families, um, we may see another big bump in the numbers in the next week or so as the incubation period for the flu kind of blossoms. So I think we're, I think we're going to be busy. Uh, but there's, this is, if there was ever a time for you to get your flu shot, this is it. So there's been a debate about the masks, really. Mm-hmm. Many people say it wasn't necessary to have masks with COVID. Is it necessary to have masks with other things? And I, I got to believe in my heart that it gives you a better chance with a mask. But what's the latest on that? So, again, masks are more about source control. Um, the, the regular masks that you see people wearing, the special N95 masks, not KN95s, but the N95 masks that are used in hospitals by um, healthcare professionals, they're used out in the field by paramedics and the EMTs, um, those masks actually protect the care provider because they have the, they have to be specially fitted for them. But, but the average masks that you're seeing out in the community are really meant more as what we call source control. So if the person themselves is sick and they wear a mask, they're containing their germs in the mask rather than breathing it out into the environment for other people to catch. <coughs> I think there is some value in wearing the mask um, when you're out, especially if you're in a crowded area where there may be people that may not know yet that they have the flu, because you can be um, contagious for about 48 hours before you actually develop symptoms. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. It's not the flu. Let me put my mask on, Sue. Mm-hmm. Listen, believe me, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, it's um, it's dry air, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. No, no problem. No problem. No, the the masks, I I do believe, I I personally admit, I don't wear one everywhere I go these days, but Mm -hmm. if I go in to do my grocery shopping and I see there's a lot of cars in the parking lot, I pull my mask out and I put it on. Um, And I, I think that's the important message is sort of look around you and take into consideration where you're going. If you know you're going to be in a large, crowded area for an extended period of time, probably not a bad idea to have the mask on. Not necessarily for COVID right now, because the numbers seem to be pretty steady, but for flu, um, which is pretty contagious. If you don't want to be sick for the Christmas holidays, um, you, you definitely want to think about wearing a mask and getting your flu shot if you haven't already gotten it. Um, Makes sense to me. Hi, WICH. You have a question for Sue. Oh, hi, Stu. Hope you feel better. Thank and my you. My question is, um, I've heard on the uh, TV late night networks of selling, you know, the sales things, they had a filter, basically what it was, I guess it was called a, a water bath breathing filter. So all the air somebody breathes in has to go through the water, and the water catches the uh the viruses or whatever it would want to catch. Have you ever heard of that? So I do know that there are some 
the filters. I've actually seen them a lot in dentist offices and medical offices. I don't believe it involves water, but it is sort of like an air purification um, filter. Uh, and they come in various sizes. I've seen one in my dentist's office that is probably the size of a file folder and about a couple of inches thick. Um, and that is supposed to recirculate the air but filter it in that one particular room. I would imagine that you could use something like that in your bedroom. I don't know how expensive they are. I didn't really think to ask. But um, mm -hmm. there is some science behind those helping to purify the air in the room that you're in. It doesn't... Um, it doesn't tell you that you can stop wearing masks just because you have this filter thing in your office, but it certainly helps reduce the amount of uh, uh, virus that's in the air. And I, for the life of me, couldn't think of a brand name, but I don't recall there being any filter with water involved. When you so I don't know if yeah. you're if it's like a humidifier type filter that you're talking about or. Um, I haven't seen any commercials for anything like that. But then again, I'm so tired by the time I get home, I'm usually in bed by 8.30. Well, I want you to get plenty of rest. So. Yes. So, so if you put the two of them together, COVID and the, and the flu, are the symptoms uh, worse with the flu now than with COVID? Or? So I, I do know that um, a lot of people that are getting the flu... Um, it's a very sudden onset, and most people are getting a pretty decent fever with it, you know, 102, mm -hmm. 103, um, and they're down for the count for a few days. Uh, we certainly know in years past that, you know, if you're talking about a flu and a regular cold, flu is definitely the one where you can you're almost pinpoint the time radio. that you started w to feel unwell. Mostly sunny, um, windy, wind chill, 25 to 35 actual. Sorry, Sue, I got an interruption there somehow. Oh, that's okay. I don't know what that but, was all um, about. But yeah, so go the ahead. flu is, generally speaking, a much more rapid onset than COVID or a regular uh, cold. COVID, um, while people do, some people do get a fever with it, uh, a lot of people, I think now that we're kind of into this a few years, the symptoms can be a lot more... Um, are a lot less intense. Some people have a stuffy nose or a little bit of a sore throat, but they don't necessarily have a high fever with it. They might have a low-grade fever, a little bit of chills. But I think uh, the flu is still the flu, and it, it usually is not a pleasant experience. And it, at all costs, if you can get a flu shot and avoid getting not only a more severe course of it, but it may help keep you out of the hospital, especially if you have underlying medical conditions like diabetes or heart disease or any kind of um, issues with your immune system, you want that protection on board to help, um, you know, worse outcomes from happening. So I'm sure you folks talk about this a lot, but um, the listeners talk about it and we, we hear a, we'll, we'll hear a newscast that says so-and-so um, got his um, COVID shot boom, got a terrible case of it. Or another person got the COVID shot and they almost immediately got some kind of an illness or had a heart attack and this and that. 
And people wonder, did we do enough research on this vaccine? And uh, what do you tell people who get skeptical about it? Well, so the one thing I do know about science is that it's constantly changing. And the more information we get about things as the products are out in the market, and that's for any medication that comes on the market, um, you know, they do go through a pretty rigorous um, trial um, period. And yes, it could be argued that at least for COVID, things were probably ramped up a little bit quicker than most would like to see. But we were faced with a deadly virus that was really um, needing some level of intervention. And, um, you know, the our mRNA technology had been out there and had been tried at least to a certain level, and yes, there was some tweaking that needed to be done in order to get it to match up with this particular coronavirus, um, but overall, I think it did what it was supposed to do. It helped save a lot of lives, and yes, there were some people that um, did end up with, you know, um, ill effects from it that are prolonged and again with any medication that you take um, there are risks whenever you put something in your body that doesn't occur naturally Um, but if you look at the overall risk benefit of the vaccine program I I think it did what it was designed to do it was to try and to, to slow it down and to hopefully prevent serious cases um, so I, I guess you know, certainly if you read all the possibilities on anything that you get prescription wise I never want to take anything I don't exactly. read it just listen to the drug commercials on television oh my god it's it's you know it makes me sick yeah yeah and then I have to get a drug for that yeah uh, so. exactly but um, you know I, I feel very blessed I I haven't had COVID um Everyone around me has had it, and mm-hmm. I did get vaccinated. I've, I've taken, you know, I took the primary series. I did the two regular boosters, and I've done the bivalent booster. Whether that is what prevented me from getting it, or maybe I'm just very lucky and have really good genes and was able to dodge it, I don't know. But I'd like to believe the vaccine had something to do with it. Um, Some people say that people that work in the medical industry because they see so many patients, they get immune to a lot of things. Does that make any sense? I, I think there is some truth to that. Um, certainly, I know there were a lot of healthcare workers that did not get vaccinated that either, you know, had COVID themselves, um, but probably had a milder case of it. Um, hmm. <clears throat> and that may be, have to do with their age, any underlying, you know, they might not have had any underlying uh, illnesses. But it's the same thing as when you first send your kids to daycare. They come home and they get everything, um, you know, and they bring it all home with them. There, there's something to be said for what your immune system has been exposed to over the years and there being some sort of memory in your immune system that helps hmm. protect you from things as a, you know, Interesting. as you get older. Interesting. But um, <clears throat> I, I think there... There's there's a lot out there to still be explored, 
in the world of immunology and, and vaccines and everything else, but... Um, so it's possible we can be too sterile with our children. Don't put your fingers on the floor. Don't put your finger in your mouth. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, generally speaking, if you keep your, if you wash your hands regularly, if you stay home when you're sick, if you cover your cough, throw your tissues away, and then sanitize your hands after, those are the biggest things you can do to protect yourself from most infectious diseases. Mm -hmm. um, there are some infectious diseases like measles that are just so highly contagious that unless you're vaccinated, you probably will get it. Um, but for most infectious disease, the, the rule of thumb is the number one important thing that you can do, and it doesn't cost anything except the soap and the water, um, is wash your hands regularly and wash them thoroughly. <clears throat> so, Sue, um, before we get to uh, just a couple of other things, uh, we want to get people to get their flu shot, obviously, uh, because it looks like it's tripled or whatever from the last two years. Mm -hmm. Like the little germs have been waiting for us to take the masks off. So here they are. Um, I suppose every uh, pharmacy has the vaccine now or there's any shortages? I haven't heard of any shortages. Um, sadly, I've actually heard of places that are having a hard time getting rid of their flu vaccine. Really? I do know that most of the chain pharmacies, the larger chains, do carry high-dose um, formulas for seniors, and that's usually, um, oh, I think it's called uh, high-dose flu zone. Uh, Sanofi Pasteur makes it. Um, the little ones, um, we have the Vaccine for Children program, and, and uh, many of the pediatrician offices also participate in that and the, the flu vaccine is provided to kids six months all the way up to 18 years of age and the vaccine itself is free there's usually um, a $20 um, administration fee but um, many of the insurances are accepted at the physician offices you will have a hard time getting children vaccinated at a pharmacy because most pharmacies are not allowed to vaccinate children but if they have a, um, some sort of a health clinic inside the pharmacy that's staffed by an APRN you may be able to get kids I think from age 12 and up vaccinated <clears throat> but uh, we have certainly plenty of it here and actually for the month of December we're staying open um, from 12 to 5 in the afternoons every Thursday in December to hopefully get a lot of those um, little ones vaccinated because many of the pre-k students need to have that before they return to school on January 1st and uh, so if they attend a daycare in Connecticut or they go to a preschool um, the kids are needing to have their flu vaccine by um, return of school to January of 2023. <clears throat> so we're hoping to, mm -hmm. to see more kiddos in that time frame to get it done so they don't get to school on January 2nd or 3rd and find out they can't come to school that day because they didn't get their flu shot. So what you're saying, they can walk uh, right in and just get the flu shot? If, if they could give us a call ahead of time, that would be great. Um, and they can call 860-823-1189, um, and we can give them a better time frame. Um, but 
you know, if somebody did walk in and, and needed it, I, if I am able to, I'm certainly going to mm-hmm. get up from what I'm doing and do the flu shot, at least on Thursdays. But you can also call um, any other time during the week and uh, make an appointment for the flu shot as well. And we also have the COVID um, boosters available, which, by the way, you can get your flu shot and your booster on the same day. Really? I've heard so many different opinions on that. That's amazing. Yep. I did it. I got my flu and my uh, booster on the same day, and I was fine. And if you got Moderna the first time around, can you get Pfizer the next time? Yes, you can. Okay, these are all things that we've been muddling through for a very long time. Yep. Okay, one final thing, because we hear about this other RS, whatever the heck it is for kids, or mostly kids get it. There is no uh, vaccination for this, I believe, but... uh, That is correct. There are a couple of um, vaccines in trial right now. Um, but nothing has been approved yet, and I don't know that it's going to be approved in the mm-hmm. next um, year or so. But uh, the important thing about RSV to know is that for children under the age of two in particular, RSV... Cutting your own Christmas tree is a great tradition. Uh, that built- Sorry, Sue, I'm having all kinds of problems with the computer here. No, that's okay. Um, um, the RSV is particularly serious for young kids under the age of two, and... Unfortunately, it can lead to um, longer-term issues for the children down the road. Again, the, you know, the little ones, their lungs are not fully developed, and so it's more prone to kind of really set up some long-term issues in there. So we're really, really encouraging parents to protect their kids with the flu vaccine at a minimum because, heaven forbid, they get RSV and then get flu on top of that. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, so there's really some obvious symptoms with RS, right? So, yeah, and usually, you know, especially in the little ones, it's all of a sudden they're coughing a lot, and the cough is very persistent. Uh, some kids may have a fever with it, but not all kids have a fever with it. But the cough seems to be the one thing that I keep hearing consistently, and um If I'm remembering correctly from several of the people that I've spoken with, the cough seems to be worse at night. Uh, So when the kids are laying down and trying to sleep, it just keeps going and going and going, and their rest is so broken. And what do you need to get better? Sleep. (laughs) So it's hard to get good restful sleep when you're Mm -hmm. coughing half the night. But, um, again, there are some... um, things that can help with that, humidification of the room, um, getting the kids to drink a lot of fluids during the daytime, but um, and then talking to your pediatrician about an appropriate um, cough I would medication. assume that that's highly contagious, but you feel that older folks don't get it as much, so their immune system fights that off? I think, so RSV, it's one of those diseases that um, again, when you're younger, you're more prone to getting it more severely. I think we do see cases of RSV in older adults, but our bodies have been kind of given a certain level of immunity because it is something that does circulate yearly. And um, so adults are usually exposed mm-hmm. earlier in life, and then they have a level of protection, so they get a less severe case of it as a result. 
Well, that's new to me. I've never heard of that one before, but... Yeah, it's not that common, but this year, for whatever reason, and again, it could have something to do with the fact that we had such significant measures in place because of Mm -hmm. COVID that maybe that brought it to the forefront a little bit as well, but um, certainly respiratory viruses are not to be messed with. They can have some serious um, outcomes, and if you do what you can to kind of protect you and your little corner of the world uh, by washing your hands and covering your cough and staying home if you're sick. That's the important thing. It might be tempting to go to work. You've got those big projects going and you just feel like you got to get it done. But honestly, you're much better off staying home, resting for a day or so, so that when you do come back, you're a lot more productive. If you If you go to work sick or go to school sick, then you're spreading that to other people who are then going to become sick. And mm-hmm. economically, it doesn't make sense because you're, if you're less productive, you're not making your maximum um, income. So, Sue, is it safe to say that we can put monkeypox to the side for a while? Um, I did hear on the state call um, that it is now officially referred to as MPOX. Um, oh, really? Okay. The World Health Organization has been talking for a while about changing the name, um, and so it has been officially changed. And, yes, the word that we got on the call yesterday is that it has certainly um, been more stable. We've had no cases in the past month, um, but we're still obviously keeping an eye open and actively providing vaccines for those who are at risk. But um, it seems like things are quiet on the MPOX front right now. Well, I, I think we've covered it pretty good, as you always do. Any other final thoughts? And get your shots, right? No, I, I mean, <clears throat> just like I said, the, the vaccines are here. Please give us a call. We are still doing homebound vaccines. So if you know somebody that um, has a hard time getting out to the doctor's office or a hard time getting out to a pharmacy to get a, a vaccine, please give us a call. We're happy to help. We're, we're doing those visits at least once a week um, and uh, happy to keep doing that for you. We want everyone protected. And I want you protected. I want you to get plenty of rest. I will. I promise. I keep a water bottle right next okay. to me here when I'm talking because the air does get dry in here, so the mm-hmm. water helps. All right, my friend. Thanks for being there when we need you. Appreciate it. No problem. You take care of you, Stu. Thanks, Sue. All right. Bye-bye. Sue Dub from the Uncas Health District uh, updating you because uh, we're looking out for you. I want you all healthy as can be. Sorry about my computer that's going a little wacky on me, but, uh, you know, hey, we can handle wacky, right? Okay. This portion of our program is an open topic. The number is 889-5252. If you would like to get in and uh, talk about anything and everything. So we have plenty of time to take your phone calls at 889-5252. 
whatever way you can. Um, if you don't have transportation, you can call around to different places. My car has a leak. I called an out-of-town church last week, and the, the minister picked me up and brought me to the church. Um, he, and he had a 55-minute drive from Massachusetts every week with this church, so he, he went above and beyond the call of duty. But if you don't have transportation you, and you want to see what people, <clears throat> how people practice their faith, you can visit, you can call and ask a synagogue if you can visit, if, if you're not necessarily Jewish. When I took my philosophy class at Three Rivers, at the old Mohegan Community College, um, I was around 30 years old at the time. We went on field trips. I went to a Buddhist meeting in Rhode Island. I drove to it. I loved it. I went to a synagogue. I loved it. I went to a priesthood ordination. It was awesome. And I've been to some, uh, to a Jewish, uh, funeral service at a synagogue in Waterford. And when you're with other people, of different denominations, it really opens up your perspective. We we kind of observe them in our schools and our and our academic institutions, but we don't necessarily associate with them. And if you visit a place, you can just visit once um, and see what it's like. And I loved my philosophy, philosophy professor. Uh, her husband was in the Navy, I believe, and so she was in the Groton area, but I just want to encourage people to explore, you know, our churches, our synagogues, and our denominations of faith, because I think it's really important. All right. Good call. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. I think most churches, synagogues, mosques would welcome you in to see their services. I'd say most of them will, and it's a very interesting experience as we learn about people's different religions. I always thought that was a really good idea. Hmm? Stu Breyer with you, WICH. Give us a call at 889-5252, and you certainly would be next. Back with you today. A lot of things to talk about as uh, usual, and of course, lining up some very interesting guests. Including we have a chance to get the uh, kid on who was in the Christmas story. You remember the original in 1983? The kid who was the bully, he's now available for some guest appearances, so we're going to see if we can get him on the show. Welcome, you're on the air. Hi. Good afternoon. Hello, Stu. Hi there. Uh, I enjoyed uh, listening to your um, health care nurse. Oh, she's very good, yes. She's very good. Um, you know, what, what has been bothering me a little bit, you know these four kids, the college kids that got stabbed. Yes, well, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think they were in Colorado. Yes. Um, I heard on the news where there w- was uh, a little dog in one of the apartments there, and you know he didn't bark. They said he didn't bark. And that makes me wonder if there was somebody in in the apartment, one of the apartments that committed this. 
because anybody that has a dog knows if a stranger comes to their apartment or their house, They'll they'll bark. Generally, most of them do. I mean, a few rare dogs do not, and yeah, it also rare. makes me think that maybe the dog knew the person. That's what I mm-hmm. think. I I think it was somebody within within the house. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, that's what I think. It was somebody that knew this person that lived, and he lives there. Well, you would make a good detective. These are things that I'm sure they're all looking into, I hope. I hope they are. I haven't heard anybody say much about the dog, but anybody that has a dog knows that it will bark. And that dog didn't bark. Hmm. And I thought that was very strange because even my little dog, when, when even the postman comes by, he'll bark. Unless the the dog did bark and it wasn't a big dog and nobody heard it. I don't know. No, no, no. They said it didn't bark. They made a point of it. But then they dropped it. Okay. I'm, I'm just... I'm just Listen, we're all trying to rack our brains and hope that yeah. they can come up with a conclusion to this. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I know, at, yeah. I know. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm being foolish, but I don't think so. No, I don't think you're being foolish. That's, that's good to... Common sense thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and I wish I wish they would look more into that. They're they're looking uh, in other places in the college and everything else, and they're not finding anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. I, I wish they would look into that. We hope so. Appreciate uh, it. Okay. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. I'm changing the subject. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. We it was open. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, in yesterday's paper, Cal Thomas's um, op-ed, Biden's misplaced emphasis on one gun. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read a paragraph from from what he wrote because he says so eloquently what I believe. What has been missing in the continuing debate about guns is a focus on the declining value our culture places on life, as well as any notion of personal responsibility and accountability for one's actions. From the continued advocacy by some for no restrictions on abortion and to states that have passed assisted suicide legislation, the value on human life, quote, endowed by our creator, end quote, has eroded like sand at the seashore. Perhaps this is in part due to the increasing number of us who no longer listen to the Creator's voice, choosing instead to live as we please. If we see ourselves as only as evolutionary accidents in a meaningless universe, then some will believe they can live with no restraints, even to the point of killing fellow humans. This also helps explain the crime wave and disregard for human lives in some of our major cities where people now fear going out at night. Um, I mean, I I do believe we've we've lost God, we've lost a respect for life. Um, I personally feel that legalizing abortion helps with that helps people feel that you know. Um, I think that that it it hurts us, and I think he said it so much better than I did. 
I wanted to say that today. Yeah, and I'm glad you did. Of course, legalizing abortion has been around for decades and decades now. So, I know, yeah, like 50 years, almost 50 years, mm-hmm. 49 years. Mm-hmm. But, um, but our, our lack of respect for life has has been like that. I mean, it's just progressing and progressing and progressing since that that Roe versus Wade was mm-hmm. established. All right. Um, so that's my belief is that's part of it. It's not all of it, but it is. You know, not believing in you know in the Creator and you know guns aren't a gun will never kill somebody unless somebody's behind the gun. All right, thank you for somebody that. Has to, somebody has to push. Yes, to appreciate um, it. Um, someone. Anyway, right. have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. I have a different philosophy, and uh, that is, uh, if people use a gun illegally in any respect, or have a gun that's not registered, big jail sentences. Big jail sentences. No one should have an illegal gun. And if you have a gun and you use it for any type of crime, then you should definitely get a long sentence. Hello, welcome to the program. I uh, totally agree uh, with the lady. Uh, some guns I just don't think we need. Um, I I wanted to bring this up that happened in Norwich, um, where the young a father and mother and three children. Somebody got into the apartment, and I guess the gun went off, but the husband and wife jumped on the guy. One has gotten away, and um, they held him down, I guess, until the police got there. Uh, So good for them. I mean, God, I I tell you, you just don't know. And for those, those four kids on the campus... My God, didn't anybody hear anything? Are we to the point in our lives that that we have to depend on a dog to bark or anything? I mean, evidently they were sleeping. Well, it was in the middle this of the night. Good. It was in the middle of the night. People were sleeping then. Yeah, but wouldn't you think they should have security on those grounds? I mean, a camera to see who's coming and going? Well, so I, I would be very worried about my child uh, being at that campus. Baby girl. Oh, my God, oh, my... What kind of people have become on this earth that we live on in these circumstances? I mean, I, I, they haven't found them yet. And I mean, I just, some of the news, I haven't had it on today. I listened to the radio, you know. One thing I wanted to ask, everything's okay on WICH with that meeting, right? Everything is okay with the meeting. It was very positive. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, God, if I ever lost you guys, I don't know what I would do with the rest of my life. Well, don't worry about it, and uh, certainly you've got a lot of things that uh, you're involved in. Well, uh, yeah, but 
There's nothing like I told uh, Shelly. There's two voices over this radio land that I live in. One is definitely yours, and I love Shelly to death. So the, the you, you're very well loved all over. I have been in Florida years ago, and I had the WICH marker plate, and people, several people where I was, they knew you and your wife. No kidding, and really? Then, That's yeah, great. I mean, yeah. I wish I had that bumper sticker still. I remember the day you'd give away cakes and stuff. Oh, my God, those were the days. Kind of like uh, Carol, I forgot his name, oh, uh, with Eve. Oh, those were the days. You know? Yeah, oh, those were so, the days, my friend, yes. Yeah, they sure were, dear. Well, you feel better. Yeah, you, you have too. Have a great weekend. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. You too. Get plenty of rest. Drink lots of water. Could I be a doctor? Get some sleep, drink fluids, and call me in the morning. How many times have doctors said that to you, huh? It's not easy for them either. This is a, you know, a tough time of year with lots of things going around. You heard Sue Dubs a little earlier. There's just a lot of things that are going around, and let's hope that uh, we give it the best shot this holiday weekend. Everybody says, oh, my God, I don't want to be sick for Christmas or Hanukkah. Or, I, you know, just do the best you can and take care of yourself. You know, it's okay to have a drink or two if you're not driving, but don't get totally snockered. That's not good for you. It lowers your immune system. Right? Just be careful. And it's okay to wear a mask. Nobody's going to make fun of you. Especially if you have a pretty mask. They have some wonderful masks out now. Remember when you couldn't get a mask? Everybody was panicking. Oh, my goodness. Where do we get a mask? Now they have masks that are velour and all kinds of things. And they still sell them, and they're very reasonable. So keep some masks on hand if you're going to a a big party. Don't be afraid to put on the mask. Nobody's going to think less of you unless they have half a brain. You know, you're protecting yourself, and you're protecting others. All right. Should I get on my soapbox? No, that's about enough for me on my soapbox. If you'd like to squeeze in a call, you can do so. 860-889-5252 is our telephone number. Keith will be in tomorrow for his uh, Friday get-together. Saturday, December 3rd, 9 a.m. to 2, is the Holiday Fair of the First Baptist Church of Lebanon, 694 Trumbull Highway in Lebanon. There's a quilt drawing, baked goods and pies, and more pies, pickles and jellies, famous gift baskets, handcrafted items, table runners, poinsettias, white elephant table, and the famous gift baskets, handcrafted items, and table runners, and poinsettias, or poinsettias, whichever way you'd like to pronounce it, and white elephant table, or you can pronounce it white elephant. (laughs) Whatever. Just uh, relax a little bit. So we're expecting some warmer weather tomorrow. uh, It'll be uh, sunny on Friday, high 47, much calmer winds, and then Saturday warms up to about 58 degrees. Once again, thanks to Sue Dubs from the Uncas Health District, who's always there for us.
updating us on all the medical situations in our community, what to look out for, how to protect yourself, and do the best you can. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1390.